everyone, welcome to episode 614 of Conversation Street. I'm Gemma. I'm Michael. Today we're talking about episodes broadcast in the UK of Coronation Street between the 5th and the 11th of February, episodes 11,180 to 11,000... <laughs> Sorry, I've got the one, number. <laughs> 11,185. 11,185. Oh, yeah, that is right. 11,185. I think that's right. I, th- I, I don't always get these numbers right. People, do, people have points. What's the point of having them then? No, it's because people ask for them once, so I put it in, but sometimes I get it wrong. So sorry, it's kind of kind of maybe useful to some people. It's not useful if it's wrong, is it? It's not wrong, but we know what it is now. Hello, we're here at last. It's a late one this week because because Coronation's the thing just came through the front door. Because Coronation Street schedules are all what what is going on with this at the moment? So this week we had when was it? Monday. Monday fight. No, Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday wasn't it? Sunday. Yeah, I think so. I don't. I've lost track. I've lost track. Honestly, we had um and and now we've got um. Monday, we got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday this week. Bloody football, bloody bloody football. They just don't think of us podcasters when they do this, do they? I put a tweet up on like Friday lunchtime saying how um, in- incredible it was that we were, you know, this far into February and we'd had one episode so far in February, which had been on the first of February, I think. That was the ninth, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty ridiculous. I hope this sorts itself out soon. I, I can't be doing with this. Um, <laughs> but it's can- rugby. Isn't it? It's rugby. It's all the same to me. I don't know. Rugby, football, Quidditch, whatever. If it was gladiators, I would understand. Like, fair dues. Well, it's the finals next week. Yeah, yeah, I know it's exciting stuff, isn't it? Speaking of gladiators, thank you to the the people who enjoyed our bonus podcast this week. Um, We had listener questions um, where one of them was about Coronation Street Gladiators crossover. I had a very good time. I'm coming up with silly gladiators names and events with you and it sounds like some of the listeners enjoyed it too so cheers for the comments um we also talked about eastenders stuff as well didn't we with the six if it was in coronation street so if you haven't listened to that yet check it out you probably have listened to it though because you you didn't have any actual conversation street to listen to this weekend but we are here now i'm not doing this again i'm not doing this again I'm not doing this again coronation street you just no i'm not i'm telling you Michael. Day. To tell them. Well, the, the reason why we had to do Sunday is because we couldn't have recorded yes. earlier, otherwise we'd have had flipping five hours worth to talk to. Next I know, but I'm not, I'm not happy. Not happy. I'm not happy with this. Um, and even now, we're, we're currently Sunday afternoon, which means we can't even record the whole podcast at the moment. So the plan at the moment is that we're going to be doing the street talk rather than story by story like we normally do, but episode by episode. We're going to get it all recorded now if we can, as much as we can. And then once tonight's episode is being on, go back and record about that. It's a big old mess up. Um, and I, I say Coronation Street deserves better. Now, well, yeah, they need to start treating Coronation Street like they actually believe in it. Like it's, you know, one of its biggest programmes and something yes. that deserves a little bit of respect. And even though yes. the numbers may be going down in terms of viewing figures, it's still one of its most highly rated programmes on the channel. I'll tell you what makes viewing figures go down. What? Not putting it on the days it's supposed to be on and then yeah, moving I mean, it around and having people, even people that, you know, are on Twitter or on Reddit or listen to this podcast still going, what? Well, I, I think I missed an episode. Or I know. There wasn't an episode. I, I didn't... I mean, it, I can guarantee that the episode that comes on tonight is not going to get very many views. Yeah. It's not going to get many people watching it because nobody knows, nobody knows it's on. Maybe it's going to be Bobby's backstory. <laughs> um, also, they, BritBox messed up in America and uploaded Sunday's episode yeah. already on Friday. So, so if you're in America, Native you've Americans already, seen, already seen it. 
Yeah, and nobody's uploaded it as far as we can tell to any of those sites that upload the episodes early, otherwise we'd have watched it by now. And it's not even the first time that's happened, is it? No. Because in the past year or so, it feels like this is at least the third or fourth time that it's debuted in America before the UK because of us passing it around the schedules and then forgetting to press the the pause button. (laughs) This is why, if ever you're feeling down about your job, like say you do something, you mess up, you know, at work, a nuclear reactor melts down or you push an old lady over yeah. because you want to put the bananas on the on the shelves or whatever, I don't know, not specific. But or somewhere in between those two extremes. Just remember, at least you're not the person who's supposed to stop America broadcasting episodes of Coronation Street. But honestly, there needs to be a clause in their contract that they get fined if they do that. Should there not be? It's, it's just such a simple thing to do. They shouldn't be put broadcasting stuff. Uh, I'm happy for everybody that got to watch it, but what I am saying is that if it was me, if I'm get, if I'm supplying you with something, this happens in my job too. I'll get in trouble if I release information before I'm supposed to. You have to sign things. Yeah, you got your NDAs. We've like this got, review can't appear before this date, and if yeah, it gets into the hands of the you subscribers, can get in early, you get in trouble. But. But it doesn't seem like they care about that. I'm really mad. I'm I'm in a bad mood because I don't... This has been hanging over me all weekend. I'm only doing this for the fans. I hope you guys are happy. It's going to be fun, though. We've we've also had a few um, little little bit of plumbing issues in the house that we've um, (laughs) been clogging and and mopping up, haven't we? So it's it's not been the best. But anyway, I'm looking forward to this. Yes, it's my fault. Yet again, I'm sure Tommy Orpington could have fixed our leaking pipes. I'll tell you what Tommy Orpington could have done. What? And you could have done it too. When I said to you, like, two weeks ago, we need to sort this out, please, can you get the plumber? I could have phoned him. I know. You didn't even phone, you didn't even need to phone, you just had to click something on the on the website. I know. And again, I know I, I could have done it, but I asked you to do it. <laughs> it's a man's job. It's not a man's busy. job. It's not a man's job. It's the person Michael, who's told... it's not a man's job. There's a division <laughs> of labour in this house. And I already do more. I know. I know. Well, I do lots of labour at work. Yep. And I'm in favour. That's I'm why saying. I do more here. But when I, I ask you to do something... It'll be sorted. It'll be sorted. It'll be fine. It's half Everyone's on my side, aren't you guys? Everyone is on Jemma's Everyone side. likes to hear me complain about you. It's well, a very mature to... way of handling your your marital issues. I did get people on the Facebook group telling me to learn some, some DIY skills over the past oh, yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> and now look what happens. Right, everyone, everyone, tell him off, please. <laughs> tell me off. I know, but you've ruined... You've... For giving us leaky pipes. Uh, it's damaging things. I know, I know. We may and I had to sit there on the floor for an hour today. I'm not Toweling gonna... up water. I'm mad. And I'm, I wanted to have a roast dinner today and now I can't because of this. And what... And this is your fault, people are listening. This but I wanted fault. to have a quiz about things that happened this week and yeah, years sorry. ending in uh, whatever we're that. on. Nine, no, what are we even on? Four and a nine. But we couldn't do that as well because Gemma couldn't make a quiz because she was, was mopping up water. literally <laughs> stemming the tide of... Like King Canute. It wasn't a tide. It might as well have been. It would have been easier. It would have been easier if it had been a tide because I could have just gone, well, there's no help in this. I was going to go do something else. (laughs) Um, But you you do. Of course, I don't mind doing this, everyone. It's just a joke. I love doing this. (laughs) We have got a a page from the Coronation Street quiz book that uh, will will be in lieu of um, Currypedia researched quizzes. So, Gemma, if you. uh, 
wouldn't mind. Uh, well, what's the topic of this week? Well, hang on. Oh, go on. Traditionally, I read this the title. Go, where is our quiz questions from this week? The Coronation Street quiz book, TV quiz books, based on the Granada television series, test your knowledge of TV's most popular show, 850 Searching Questions on the Street by Graham Kay. Published in which year? Published in... When we got well, we, I mean, we're going proper retro with this. It's 39p written in it, and <laughs> how much it, they were trying to get off you for this. Okay. 1990. 1990 Corrie Quizbook. Okay, well, let's get five questions out of here and, and get ourselves on to um, moaning five. about Steve McDonald's for this week. Yeah, let's do five. Let's do five. Make them five good ones. I wasn't prepared to give you good questions. <laughs> Go on. Um, what were Sheila Bertels and Doreen Lostock famous for? Oh, this is this is called food for thought. Being the balm cake girls, balm cake. <laughs> gave it away too much. Um, <laughs> who are the current owners? With a, <laughs> in nineteen ninety, with okay. a with an apostrophe in the wrong place of Jim's uh, Cafe. Um, um, Gail and Alma. Yes, correct. <laughs> Which roly poly grocer runs the mini market? Oh, alas, Alf Roberts, R.I.P. Twenty five years ago this week, he died. There was all bits of on Twitter about that. Charlie Lawson tweeted about them and stuff. Who asked for half a dozen fancies and no eclairs? Um, I think you'll find that's no eclairs. No eclairs, Ina Sharples. Correct. Go on, go on. And we've got one more, have I? Full house. Come on. I'm going to ask you one you don't know. (laughs) Maybe. Who has an accident with a lorry load of bananas? Oh, I don't know. Um... (laughs) <laughs> was it Eddie Yates' mate, Monkey Gibbons? <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, accidentally ate them all. I don't know. <laughs> a truckload of bananas? I've got no idea. Lorry load. A lorry load of bananas. England, I'd say lorry. I don't know who had an accident okay, I'll ask with you a lorry one. load of bananas. Who did Ken Barlow charm with his steak au poivre in July 1979? Oh, 1979? Yeah. Deirdre? Yes. Won't be doing that again, will he? No, because she's dead. Because he's a vegetarian. Uh, also a good reason. <laughs> Who did have an accident with a was... with a lorry full of Stan Ogden? Yes. Was it? Yeah. Yes. I, I might have guessed that. I don't. Oh know. really? Good quiz. Thank you Birthdays. very much, quiz book. Who has got a birthday coming up this week? I think I'm supposed to start from the third, right? Uh, of February. Doris Speed. No, 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 you're supposed to start off on the. Oh no, that's right. I start. I on start the tenth of February. Tenth. Yeah, yesterday. yesterday. You had a birthday yesterday. No one. Thank God for that. Thank goodness we imagine, didn't miss anyone. Imagine if we'd messed up, but we we don't have time <laughs> to buy a card for Brian Capron, who plays Richard Hillman. Oh yes, it's his birthday today, isn't it? Brian Capron's Sarah birthday Khan? today. Where today? Ian is here. Yes. Bon anniversaire, Sarah Khan. Oh nice! I just I didn't even mean to make that joke when I started saying it, but wow, just turned into this it. is what happens, you know, when we record early in the day. We <laughs> just how quick the witches, hot, aren't we? <laughs> okay, oh, Georgia God. May Foot. Anything to say about that? Um, Katie Armstrong, twelfth of February. Georgia oh, it's May Jenny Foot Mc- the bill for the birthday celebrations. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll shut up. No, you carry on. It's fine. 12th of February is Jenny McAlpine's birthday. He mm. plays Fizz Stape and also Lovely Jenny. writer and producer John Finch. 13th of February is Peter Gunn. plays Brian Packham. 14th of February, Mark Eden. He played Alan Bradley. And then we've got Peter Adamson. He played Len Fairclough. And then we've got... Oh, I'm going I'm to do next Saturday, so I'll just... Why not? Uh, Prunella why? G, who played Doran Heavey. And Ellie Haddington, who played Josie Clark. Wow, it all Because who would though. not want to know that? 
Well, we, we will be hopefully back to normal time for the podcast next week, so maybe you'll be able to wish them happy birthday again in next week's episode. Probably will. Right. Well, um, I'm going now. Should we, should we get on with our episode-by-episode street talk and just see Sorry, how this Sorry, if this goes? is bamboozling to everybody, because it's not the way we normally do it, but I did not fancy doing this at half past yeah, the alter- nine. Yeah, the alternative was the starting to record at half past nine on a Sunday evening. And even though it's half term, I'm still going to go to school tomorrow. Oh, da, 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 da. Everyone's, hard. Everyone's working hard. Everyone's working hard. I know. But some people are also cleaning up water off the floor. <laughs> let's, let's get on to street talk. <laughs> I don't mind, really. It's fine. I don't mind at all. Okay, so on to this week's street talk. I've got another complaint. What? I just remembered also that you, people need to know this. What? You can't say it. This, this, is, this goes out on YouTube, this bit, Gemma. This is the first thing that somebody's listened to. Oh, so well, there you go. This is an advert. If you're a YouTube-only listener, you've just missed Gemma complaining yeah. about things that I've done. We haven't got any water now in the house because we have to turn the water off completely because everything's leaking otherwise, like spraying everywhere. Yeah, but so, I have now, I've learned but you don't how care. to use the stopcock as part of this. Uh, yeah, this, so what? The debacle that's happened. So what? Okay, anything else? I can't I can't do anything now because the water doesn't work. And I have so if I need the loo, I have to use a jug to flush it. It's like <laughs> living in medieval times, except I've got to record a podcast. How does that make sense? <laughs> um, so this for, is why they didn't have time for a podcast in the medieval times. This is why it took so long to invent. Too busy to invent sticking it. jugs of water down the loo. For the advent of, in, of plumbing. <laughs> um, so for those of you who are just joining us... Um, <laughs> We, we, we are recording this in a funny order today. This is Sunday afternoon, the recording. Tonight's episode hasn't been on yet, so rather than going story by story, we are going to be talking about this week's curry day by day, um, and then we're going to stop for a little bit and then record tonight's one later on. But I will give you some storyline titles for this week, Gemma. We have got Hey Hey, Go Away, which is the... Adam trying to get rid of Damon's hey, hey. story. Hey, Go hey. Away. Yeah, yeah. We had a bit more of the undercover journalist with old sexy Bethany and her secret mystery. All of these things, like, maybe by the time this episode comes out, we'll know what her secret Why is. Why are you saying she's undercover? Because she's just bonking Daniel, isn't she? I know, but she's not doing a joke. She's, hopefully she's not doing a, a piece about penis sizes on Coronation Street or anything. I don't think so. Um, we have got the size of South story, which I do believe there's going to be more happening tonight because I've seen a little little preview of that. Oh, um, a brief love affair. That's what I'm calling oh, nice. Joel and Dee Dee because I didn't mm. have a storyline title for there. Joel's got slightly more interesting on Wednesday's no, he episode. Hasn't. He has. No, I was he like, hasn't. ooh, who's that no, lady? It's like, are you trying to kid? Stop trying to <laughs> make Joel happen. Um, and we are going to finish off with the oh baby storyline, or should it just be oh dear, with Steve McDonald back in the picture, royally screwing it up. And um, oh, I have calmed down somewhat oh, since Monday's Street what, you Talk him a cretin, short. I, think? I did call Steve McDonald a cretin, and I do stand by that, <laughs> but I might be able to talk about it. And you know, when you've only got 60 seconds to record, your thoughts about an episode you have to just get it out there quick but uh, my detailed analysis analysis on Steve's cretinous behaviour will come later on in this podcast but anyway cool. episode by episode we're going to start off with this hey hey go away story um, I, do, you, do you want to do this one? do you want me to me do, do this I'll one? do Monday's hey hey go away yeah Sarah's birthday happy birthday Sarah she's Louise. 18 again you can tell by her face <laughs> Everyone's celebrating until Sarah drops the bombshell that she says, oh, I'm going to ask Damon to move in with me. And everyone's like, you're an idiot. So Sarah goes with Bethany later and she's telling uh, Bethany. Bethany that Damon's actually a really top bloke. I, I assume right. she didn't bring up the armed kidnapping. She's forgotten she's about that now. She's such a dense idiot. 
He didn't go through with it, Gemma. He didn't actually shoot Adam in the head, so... You know, I remember when we first do, started doing about. the podcast, one thing that annoyed me, um, well, frustrated me more than anything, was the number of times we'd get people writing in or commenting and saying, you know, it used to be better, it used to be better, oh, Crown it used to be better. And I always used to think, like, I like curry how it is now, it's fine. I know, right? I remember that. And like, I hadn't <laughs> seen any of the old stuff, so I didn't really have a lot to compare it to. But, oh my goodness, I just want to say one thing now, and that is that in the old days, back in my day, when it was the 1960s, because we watched in those episodes, nobody, I don't feel as though there's much, mo- as much motivation is now, is the character is just stupid that seems to be the motivation for a lot of these, a lot of the events that happen. Oh, character is just stupid and makes bad decisions. Yes, there's loads of room in storytelling for characters that make bad decisions. Like I just watched, um, I can't remember—is it called the Beef or just Beef? The the the, um, the, ster- the serial drama on uh, Netflix, which is about two um, Americans who like have a go at each other, and then they spend the whole series trying to ruin each other's lives. Mm. That's a series of bad decisions, right? But. But this is just, like you said, like, cretinous behaviour. People are just stupid. How can you be so dumb? It's, it's She's having, got a small child. That's the thing. It's And, and Adam has this, this conversation with her in the street later on. In the, I don't remember if it was that episode or next. When he's like, I, I care about Harry. I don't want Damon moving no. in with him. And she's like, well, it's my mistake to make. It's not, though, you dumb idiot. I'm just sorry, but he does, bad... bad he, he does seem to have changed somewhat. I mean, we, yes, we, we did see him. Was it this week? I've lost track of what day anything's happened, what week things have happened. Okay. But when he was fiddling the figures on Ed's um, yeah, insurance... Yeah, what's he up to? That shows that he's not completely no, not on really. the level, but yeah. it's not the same It's not the not same level as, as the kidnapping or the drugs but, or anything. But Sarah, you, you've had enough experience with dodgy, crimmy boyfriends in the past that you should see the signs and stay clear, my girl. No, I mean, the Coronation Street's established, established that she's got a problem with bad boys, like she she's attracted to them in some, somehow. But I can't see how it, it doesn't make any sense to me that she found out that he actually did kidnap Adam mm. and hold a gun to his head. And she's like, oh... That's inconvenient, but I'm just going to ignore ignore that fact. I get that you might if like you why got, uh, right the story the the question is why did this why did they write that into the story? There was no need for her to have found out that that actually did happen. Um, there was no there's no story reason for her to know that that really did happen. It protects her character and the integrity of her character more if she just never found out who. Yeah, was but she was going to find out eventually. That's the why? thing, wasn't How? she? Because everybody everybody always gets found no, out. That's not, everything about anybody no, ever does. You can't does. say that. You can't say that. We'd have been waiting to say, oh, one of these days Sarah's going to find out. Yeah, about but she him, might very well have found did. out eventually. Because I don't think Simon and, uh, sorry, Damon and Sarah are for the ages. Do not. No. So at <laughs> some point they're going to break up and she'll, she could have found out then. Why did they have to write it into the story? Yeah. She's just dangerously stupid. Yeah. it's. I get that if you've got a thing about bad boy, if you're a bit of a bad girl as well. But no, that's she, not the case. That's not how it works. Have you not seen Grease? I, I, I honestly haven't. No, neither have I. <laughs> it sounds really sexist and awful. Sorry, I've heard everyone. a lot about it on the classic episode recently where um, Rosie's been doing a bit of a... The music's great. Yeah. And the fashion's great. I haven't watched Grease. But the, the premise is terrible. Um, no, uh, she, she should... Um, yeah. yeah he, he seems to be wanting to change, but he can't help. I think he's, you know... Uh, a little bit of a, a a poor patch away from going straight back to that life of crime again. Yeah, he's not he's not um, 
rich enough for me to turn a blind eye, I'm afraid. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, um, so Bethany's, Bethany's trying to fish for information. Oh, you can forget about that bit. That comes from another story. Bethany's also looking for catfishing stuff, but that's yeah. a different story. This is what, oh, my, this is my the undercover note, story. Yeah, as uh, my notes were no, completely we, and we utterly jumbled this week. can't carry on being so week. unprofessional. No. <laughs> we need to be professional now, everybody. I, Although this is my day off, you know. My, my notes were completely and utterly jumbled this week, so I couldn't tell what stories belong with what. Because and? There seems to be just not many characters this week, and they're all doing various things in each other's pies. Doing things in their pies. Yeah, they have their fingers in each other's pies. It's completely an innocent statement. <laughs> anyway, carry on. I was just going to say, if you pay peanuts, you get monkeys, and that's what you got today. <laughs> right, so a bit of a showdown between Damon and Adam in the street when Damon starts moving his stuff into the flat, and Adam's, like, stropping off. He, he's getting... Obviously, I would be mad. This guy helped me. This is... Right, this is the baffling thing, and I... I, I do I even bother saying it? Because I've said it a million times. The lack of consequences. Even Adam doesn't seem that bothered. He is. He's knocked off. He's knocked it. off. I wouldn't be knocked off. I would be. I would be beside myself, furious, plotting revenge. Well, he is plotting revenge. He's doing oh, all yeah, his I dangerous guess, dealings with Harvey. Yeah, that's He's just true. not getting his hands dirty himself quite <laughs> so much. But you know what? It just. It just. Everyone's so casual about stuff on this program. <laughs> okay. Later on, the Platts and Damon are celebrating a birthday. Where do they go? Um, I can't remember, but I'm going to say bistro. They say... Could have been cafe. We're going to go to the bistro anyway, so we might as well just celebrate your birthday while we're going for our weekly... <laughs> I think it was bistro. Even so. even our friend Rachel, who only watches it once a week, is like, why are they always in the bistro? <laughs> I, know, I know. Right, so uh, they're celebrating. Adam comes in. I don't know why he didn't realise that his wife's birthday would be at the bistro. Mm. He's annoyed that they're there. And she's, I think he's just annoyed that he probably bought her birthday present like ages ago and he's had it saved and he's like, oh, I didn't know we were going to split up otherwise I'd have... And it's too late to return Too it late, now. I haven't got the receipt. What am I asking what supposed to do with this pair of sexy diamond-studded knickers? Diamond-studded knickers. Yeah, don't wear them inside out. <laughs> it can get a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> but you have to wash them inside out otherwise all the diamonds will come off in the yeah. washing machine. Right, so uh, Sarah, Sarah's nice to him. Ken's there as well. Why is Ken there? Ken comes in with them. He's just, he comes in he's with just there Adam. Because everybody goes to the bistro. He's, he's like a moth to a flame. Uh, how are things with Bethany, Daniel? Oh, that's another story as well. That's fine. Um, and he also, Ken says, tells, well done for not punching Damon's lights out. And I think Adam. he tries to, he tries to kind of like make out that he's always been. He has been though. He has been a lights puncher. He's always, he's always been. He's distinguished many a light in his found years. Found it hard to resist punching people. So yeah. good on you, Adam. Although maybe you're not really a Barlow. <laughs> Adam's phone Harvey. I see, I I don't see Adam as a Barlow. I don't. He's his he's, name is Adam Barlow. I know, <laughs> but I still think he's a lot. I think of him as Baldwin before Barlow. If I think of who's the Barlow family, he's the one that I'm going to come up with last. Am I crazy for this? He just You're doesn't not crazy. fit. He doesn't fit the mould. Amy Barlow, way. Ken Barlow, yeah. Daniel I see as a Barlow more than Adam oh, when he's no, not even Daniel's down as it. And Peter obviously. But he, Adam just in my head doesn't, doesn't fit racist the Barlow mould. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't, wouldn't like to say. Well Peter could be Scottish. He just gave it up just didn't he? just gave it up to him, yeah. Right, so Adam phones Harvey and says thank you for this mug that you got me. Oh yeah, you got him a, a, you got him a best lawyer mug, best didn't solicitor, they? which yeah. was a very dodgy sticker. 
Oh my gosh, it was, wasn't that? I'd forgotten that. You guys, it was literally. You need to get yourself a cricket machine. <laughs> it was literally a white mug and somebody had stuck a sticker on. And and they and they had a nice close up of it, yeah. didn't they? Just to make just sure. To make just everyone... so see you one once through the dishwasher and that's coming right off. But I suppose if you get if you're getting it from prison, you got Yeah, he probably had to make that himself in the workshop or something. Yeah. Fair that's cut him a bit of slack. It is difficult to get your hands on things like that in prison. Um, he's been doing some good soliciting today for, for Harvey. And, oh, God. This comes later, doesn't it? Joel has been... No, no, I just missed it out on the notes. You did, Joel... but, but there's this whole story about Joel and D.D. Yeah, Lee. You I'd didn't write meant... it in. No, okay, because right. I thought it was this silly. was This was, like, I felt almost targeted by this. Because this is the sort of thing that I like, isn't it? It's like, so Gemma, you say Joel's not interesting, eh? Well, well he's actually a quite a hot conspiracy theorist. He's got, what was he saying? He shot JFK. Right? He said, he he said, said that said, Lee Harvey Oswald didn't have the gun residue on his cheek that it would have done when he shot him, so it must have been someone else, isn't it? Or something. Yeah, it must have been somebody else, but who though, Joel? <laughs> you need to put the pieces together, because I can tell you he did it. I know exactly he did it. I've actually, I have found Joel... A modica more interesting this week. I don't think it was to do with this. He did seem to have just just a slight tad bit more of a personality this week. But when he was going on about JFK stuff, I just zoned right out of that. What what on earth is this? But it's it's enough to give Adam a little bit of a theory to work with about oh I know how we can get Harvey out of jail, isn't it? Because he didn't. No, well, no, we, we'll we're not to allowed to. Say, well, we're not. Yeah, we got to come. We got to move away from that story, don't we? Because that was all that happened on that story on Monday. So we'll come back to that one in a little bit. The Bethany story on Monday. I'll take this one over. And this, this is why we don't do it episode by episode. So tell us if you prefer this format, though. Daisy is starting off Monday's episode. But if you do, you're wrong. <laughs> Butter and Daniel up with kisses, and he's like, "Oh, Daniel, she's basically she's she heard about this catfishing now." Ugh. Is this catfishing really that, that big of it's a not, scoop? It's really not interesting at all, right? So let's right. So remi- let's remind us. Just make it up. So let's remind ourselves: the catfishing happened. Ryan Ryan was the victim of an attack, um, acid attack, because he was trying to help Daisy. Daisy then uh, they she- tried to get Crystal to come to c- c- carry on her relationship. With Ryan, I because don't think she had much of a relationship. No, exactly. With her. They were just starting to date, right? Yeah. Weren't they? So they're like, Maybe. "Come on, come on, Crystal, don't be such a bitch." And she's like, "It's impossible." Um, so she buggered off, and then Daisy used her account or something, pretended to be her. Steal her phone? Can't remember. Did I she? No, I, don't, I really don't. I don't remember. know if anything happened that was illegal here. I mean, maybe it is a. I suppose it is crime to. I'm gonna say that maybe. Ryan and Daisy weren't interacting mobilely, textually. Who? Ryan and Daisy? So what's going on? No, um, Crystal mean. Ryan Crystal and Crystal was in words. a coma at one point. Yeah, that came later. Yes, I know. I, I think she, no, they... let, me, let me finish. <laughs> they, were t- they were talking and she was pretending to be Crystal yes. and buttering him up. That's the end. Yeah, that's literally that's the literally end. That's literally it. A woman pretends to be other woman to save someone's hurt <laughs> to, feelings. To make somebody not sad. This isn't even an interesting Reddit post. If that was on the front cover of what is it, Chit Chat magazine? That's what would. What's the snappy t- title there? Catfish, my catfish hell. And you're like, oh, that sounds scary. What is that? Oh, you got complimented. 
Yeah, or maybe maybe Bethany doesn't realise that it's not that big of a deal no, of a story. And when somebody when somebody eventually tells her what happened, and she's been desperately trying to find out this there's, week, she's gonna be like, oh. There's so many other things that are more interesting happening simultaneously. Like her her mum is dating a drug dealer who tried to kidnap her mum's her her stepfather. Her great uncle was a serial killer. Is that a bit too harsh for Chit Chat Magazine? Does no. it need to be a little bit more? They bland love than stuff that? like that. Bit, bit less um racy i i yeah I she's don't just know. it's like she's it's like she's walking through like the great library of alexandria or something and she's like oh have they got any pamphlets it does, i don't want anything too heavy it does also um make me think a little bit of this is curry writers <laughs> patting themselves on the back for Why? coming up with such a great storyline as story? daisy catfishes ryan and saying yeah that does deserve... To yeah, be yeah. fair, it probably was on the front of the soap magazines last summer. They were like, Ooh, what, what should we put down as our most interesting story that she can write about in the magazine? Ooh, remember the catfish thing? No, come on, guys. What are we doing? The only thing I can think is that maybe she's going to uncover something more interesting. Maybe, I don't know. But yeah, she's... She better she, bloody well hurry up. She, Daniel's not interested in spreading the local gossip. So she asked, this is why she goes on to Sarah Louise later. Um, there's also a bit... There's also a bit later in the episode where Daniel talks about um, Lauren, who he's tutoring, and admitting that the main reason that he's doing it was because of guilt over the whole situation with Ryan and Daisy and getting... Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Well, lo- yeah, maybe it makes a little bit... Because Lauren was involved with Ryan, wasn't she? And... I don't. I, I don't remember. That's not why, though, was it? He's just a nosy girl. He's just a nosy git. No, he cannot help himself. Remember. He's just a meddling nosy git. So even wasn't if she he, didn't want him to, wasn't he tutoring tutor, be doing Lauren it. so he could get information on Ryan or something? I I, I don't remember. It's so no, I don't remember. Ready block filming. Um, so Bethany goes over to the cafe. She she is now not only top journalist extraordinaire. She's also mega tutor. Um, and she, she says, look, I'm going to be there. If you need to talk to me about anything, anything at all. If you get any gossip Why you want she... spreading, let me know. What? And also I will tell you about how to be a great writer. For that is what I am. So she doesn't know anything about Lauren. What does do she? Mean? She's not like, I need to get to Lauren to find out X, Y, Z. I think that she, Lauren, yeah, I think that she may be... Well, she think Lauren knows? Well, she records Lauren on Friday's episode, doesn't she? Yeah, but she doesn't know that she's going to tell her anything. I can't remember. I don't know. We'll get to that when we get to Friday. But anyway, I just I find the this whole is concept not working. Is it? This isn't working. Is it? As it, we're doing, we're doing our best. The whole concept of Bethany being a tutor, I don't, I don't buy it. She was never the most. Um, yeah, what's the studious. word? Studious. That's the word of. of no, I know. Of pupils, was no, she? I know. Has she got any GCSEs herself? I don't, I don't know. It, it, listen, it was listen. something that was made up when she had her terrible yeah, I Nathan know. And I said affair. at the time I thought it was a silly storyline. Yeah, she it's... wrote one blog post and that's just catapulted her into into journalist superstardom. If she's that good, she can't. you can't teach that, really. I don't think. Mm. I don't know. What anyway. does Lauren want to learn off her anyway? Um, English. English what? Essay writing. Oh, when Beth, Beth, oh Bethany, She's doing man. a GCSE, isn't she? Anyway, so that's that story for much. <laughs> Simon, Gemma, back over to you. Okay, Simon arrives at work and he's late and he's hungover. Nick's not impressed and Leanne sends him home. This was... We were... 
we were like, oh, on tenterhooks, weren't we going, oh, what's going to happen? Because oh, yeah. Bobby and Simon have been left alone. With it's the like key to the bistro. The what's going to happen? Nothing happened. Nothing. They, they had an opportunity to, to have some kind of hilarious mayhem. They didn't do it. <laughs> And and Bobby's there, like going, give Please me don't something put Bobby funny. And hilarious yeah, but, in the same no, but Bobby's there together. going, give me something funny. At the moment, it's literally as though they'd written the scripts for for every single show, and then someone said we've got to put Bobby in it, and they said they just added lines that do nothing, add nothing, con- inconsequential. If you took them out, it would have no effect whatsoever on the on on the scene half the time. Yeah. Like yeah. oh, it's the fuzz. Please be quiet. Right. Okay. So. Um, yeah, so that nothing happened there. So Simon, now he's been kicked out of work, he goes to the Rovers and he's getting drunker and drunker and then he knocks a glass over. Um, this is a bit of tension there between Jenny and Daisy because oh, yeah. they're arguing over who's supposed to clean it up and uh, Jenny's still telling Daisy what to do. Though. She's still she's bossing her charge. around, isn't she? Yeah. She tells Simon to go off home, but he doesn't want to. He wants another drink. He sits down in the booth and falls asleep. Um, he's probably been watching Coronation Street. Oh no, that's mean. <laughs> Leanne comes in to try to get him to come home and he stumbles and smashes another glass. Yeah, so he's had now, a bit of a rubbish time see, on Monday. We, we heard um, that we were talking, weren't we, about the 60s episodes when they when they had the, the strikes, the 60s episodes yeah. when they had the strikes, they had to have um, animals in and there was a, mm. an episode, I hear, where there was a monkey in the bar and there then... Was. And then they it broke a load of glasses, and the amount of money that these glasses cost to replace was quite astronomical, <laughs> as I recall. So um, Simon needs to watch out. There's only so many glasses you can break before the landlady takes you down to the zoo. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, brief love affair now. This is going to be just a brief podcast in total. Isn't it? So Monday, um, Dee Dee tells Ed that I've been in touch with the insurance company. You know that whole fire drama that went on the other week. Things are looking good. I think it's actually all. the best case scenario. I think we can just begin scenario. to this story now. Yep. Um, and the, the, basically the story on Monday was Ed doing a bit of fiddling for... Sorry, Damon doing no, a little yeah. bit of fiddling on Ed's behalf, yeah. filling out his insurance form. Ed doesn't notice this himself. It's down to Dee Dee who looks at the papers later and is like, why are you why are you listing all these things that the bailiffs took? They didn't why go Why are the you fire. listing hot tub <laughs> and um, racehorse? And Wendy House. <laughs> <laughs> I do, what I don't get is how Dee Dee didn't recognise that it was two different people's handwriting that listed them. She's, she's supposed to be very detail-orientated, but clearly yeah, not. Yeah, they call her DD Details. DD Details. He's like, oh, it must have been Damon that put those in there, and he catches him in oh, the I street later. I got up later. for a slash, and then he must have done it and then. What, what were you up to, trying to claim things that had gone up in the fire? Stop trying to fiddle things. So why Damon. is Damon doing this? Damon and Ed were supposed to be going into some kind of business deal because... Damon had a bunch of buildings that needed building, and Ed was like, "I'll do that." And so he's like, "Cool." But then, since well, then, Ed sold his tools. So why? Do... I think Damon just would like to get his hands on some shiny new tools, and if but why? if Ed get to help him, but Damon's with this... not a builder. No, but he's he's involved in this building jobby. That, that yeah, but Michael, listen, I'm going to tell you something here. If you hire a builder and then the builder sells his tools, you're under no moral obligation to continue hiring the man to do the job. But he said he would because he's a nice guy, isn't he? Like, Damon, just like Sarah's but saying. Again, he's a this, good is, this is not... It's just really convoluted and fake. Like, nobody would do this. 
Nobody would act this way, would they? I find it very, yeah. Whenever um, Damon and Ed get together in a scene, I'm like, what are you Why are you doing? talking to each other? What are you talking to You don't together? have you any reason to talk to You're each other. You're in Sarah Louise's storyline, Damon. You know who you are. Uh, but anyway, that's what goes on there. Un- Not even any sign of Convincing, I'm just going to say. Right, so now we get to the main meat of Monday's episode. And this was the Oh Baby story. Um, is this is this back to me? Do I get to? Oh, you feel free. Do I get to, do to let rip on bloody Steve Hang on, look, I'm sorry, everybody. This is moaning. I'm sorry about this. Very unprofessional. Um, it's not been the best week. You said that Monday's episode was banging. It was actually funny. There were some really funny bits. I thought it was funny. I I don't know what it was, but I was not in the mood. Yeah, but for you Steve need McDonald to understand being an imbecile lobotomy patient like he was on <laughs> Monday's episode right, listen, Honestly, I wasn't. I'm just going to explain myself here because bog standard bobbins and banging are not the same as scoring something from one to five I'm going to say that a anything I would give a three to is a banging and then bobbins is is going to be an average, isn't it? So average is like two and a half. No, oh, yes, we've had this. this is, we've no, had, oh, right. no, no. I'm allowed to do what I want. Oh uh, yes, okay, of course, yes. You, you know that you, you do what you're not. But do you know, see what I mean? No, because it's a sliding scale, isn't it? Where do you put? Where do you decide where you put it? See, in my head, banging is like if it's maybe four and above. No, bog standard is two and a half to three. Oh yeah, and yeah. A half. Sorry, bog standard is like yeah in there. Like bog standard is, I would say two and a half. Well, it's it's all down it means to it's fine, and then and then bobbins is anything. But less what than I'm that. saying is that I don't score. It's not the same scale okay. as an out of five. Okay, I just I I didn't find much of the rest of anything else that happened on Monday that that interesting to be to be honest, and this. It made me laugh a few times. Debacle, so debacle. I can't pronounce that. How do you pronounce that word? I thought it was debacle. debacle. <laughs> <laughs> with Steve McDonald was just the the icing on the cake, except the icing had gone rancid. So what happened? Was, I think it's gone all crusty. It's got dust it actually on it. It started. It did start. See, it had funny. some funny bits. It did have some funny bits. Say, it made me laugh, right? And Coronation Street doesn't do that very much recently. I found that pretty much everything that didn't involve Steve was quite palatable. Okay. The, the beginning scene, which had Sally and Tommy looking through the paint samples um, magazine, was quite funny. And and sa- th- this is prime Sally, isn't it? This is like, oh, I can't, what was the paint? I wrote down some of the paint colours. Startled Mandarin and Battered Chestnut. This is right up Sally Street. She lo- She's not a Magnolia, plain old Magnolia lady, is she? Although she'd probably call well, it a classic if somebody called... asked her why she does have Magnolia. It's in not called rooms. Magnolia, it's called Frightened Meringue. <laughs> Frightened Meringue. Um, so that that was kind of fun. And, and, sudden, and Tim comes in and suddenly he's very interested in interior design as well because Tommy Orpington is involved although he doesn't he's not really able to keep that interest up for long because it's pretty much um it's the precursor to watching paint dry isn't it really to tim i'm gonna also say that it's a one it's a one person decision isn't it i don't think tim has got any say in what color they're going to be painting their but, bedroom. but it doesn't help to have more than one person decide do you not think well it's, well, it's nice to come up with a joint decision Within our room that we are in now, we have got our we have got our highlight walls in what was it ink, inky blue? I can't remember what it was called. You remember inkwell or something? Yeah, and we both agreed on this. Oh, you think you had an input? <laughs> <laughs> but 
what Sally wants, Sally gets, really. So uh, Tim kind of sits down <laughs> and is like, just have whatever you fancy. It's so fine, it really doesn't, honestly, really doesn't oh, matter. No. So Tracy later finds Tommy in the cafe and she's like, oh, set. why don't you... We are not going to see Sally in Tim's bedroom, this is correct. We or, might see it very Steve's. briefly. There's reckon? so many sets that they've got rid of. Like, the bloody lawyer's office. Oh, yes. Oh, there was a flood. We mentioned it once, like, months ago. You should have been paying attention. And now, what have you done with it? This is what... I don't understand what's happened. So, uh, like, is, is the cause of the flood in, in the lawyer's office the same as the cause of the plumbing problems yeah, in probably. our kitchen? Yeah, probably. Adam, Adam? Adam, can you please Adam, phone you the plumber? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do, do it. it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks later. Oh. But um, even with our flood, I'm oh, not going to say... It's going to put our kitchen out of action for three weeks in the same way that this well, has not, apparently done so. I heard a rumour that they have not got this set now, that they've packed it away. Did you? Yes. Where did you hear that? I I've can't remember where that. I read that. Somebody said it and I believe it because I believe everything I read on the internet about Coronation Street. It's only a small set though, isn't it? I've, I've been I don't know if that's true, but set. if you tell me, if you, if it, I, I think it sounds about right. But, but who was in charge of making that decision? It just seems crazy that they've decided they've got loads. They've got they've got three lawyers on the show altogether having stories about lawyer things. That's the and thing. they packed up the lawyer's office set. What are you doing? I Why? know. It's like, can you to imagine if they there? did that with the hospital set? Like, they oh, there's, get rid of they've that. sprung a leak at Weatherfield General at the moment. So um, we're going to just do it in Ken's front room instead. Is that okay? I know <laughs> there's mind? always a reason. I know there's always a reason. I know there's always a reason. And it's usually a very good reason. But without knowing what those reasons are... We can only speculate and see the result of how we are baffling and, exactly it is. And what new sets have we had? Well, there hasn't been anything new. That, oh, they, no, there's the um, the school set is new, Do you think they've it? put that there instead? Possibly. Well, it's more important that Liam gets bullied, isn't it? That, yes. That, there is, you know, there is a lot of space for the sets. Yeah, but we don't really know, do we? We don't really they're, know. They're quite cramped together. There's lots of sets you could never break down. Like, you can never break down the Rovers. You could never break down Devs or the corner shop. Or the factory. Yeah, but I mean, you, you, you don't know. You might say that about the cabin, but they'd managed to go a whole oh, year or so yeah. without any cabin scenes, didn't they? Honestly, if they could get rid of any sets whatsoever, I would beg them to get rid of the hospital set. If they didn't have a hospital set, that would force them yeah. to not have stories yeah. that had characters ending up in the hospital because it's, a, a, you know, a weekly occurrence now. Well, I mean, yeah, that's like a hotbed. Yeah. It's like literally like, oh, you can't be in hospital because we got to wait, come, come back next week. Yeah. You can't spell hospital bed without hotbed. Yeah. Just saying. That's my point. That's exactly <laughs> what I was getting at for sure. Um, yeah, get get rid of the... What's the other one? Police stations. I suppose they can't... Chariot they, Square Hotel. Get rid of that. Yeah. They can't get rid of the police station set. It's literally built within yeah, the external... We're not, we're not getting rid of that. Go. And it's got the cell. It's got the interview room. We, we've explored in, in there. there. That's really, that's really cool. permanent now. But yeah, the Chariot Square, which is upstairs in the police station, that could, that could but, be switched you know, out it, for something that else. All and I kind of hope it will be one day. Money. The, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. But... Oh, it's very silly, very silly. Well, um, we don't know why they've done it. It just it just baffles my mind. But it, yeah, we're not going to see the bedroom with the colour, so they pick whatever you want. Well, it's also the fact that they think that they can mention it once, this flood. Yes, no, loads of people don't know. Or, I forgot will, that. People will have forgotten, or people weren't watching the episode, and they'll say, why, why are they there? And yes, it creates conflict as going on in Dee Dee's flat, but... It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't really. It just makes you think you you're all nutters. Why don't you go somewhere else? <laughs> like the cafe. 
Or, well, you can do. Or the, or, the, or the rovers to do your loyally business. Um, Where's... It's, oh, forget it, forget it. Okay, okay. So Tracy, speaking of the cafe, yeah. goes there with Tommy later. And she kind of saying, oh, why don't you pop over to the florist later? So we can... He, she's kind of insinuating that there might be a bit of hanky-panky on offer again. She's trying to get out of paying for it. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't know whether she is, but no, I, I think, think she she's. Is, um, that would make her a lady of the of questionable yes, I think she's like maybe you can pay me and I can pay you. Uh, yeah, exactly. You pay me, I pay um, you. And after all, Steve's back tomorrow, and and Tommy doesn't seem too keen on this. He made it perfectly clear last week that he was a he was a one bonk one and, and you're done, done yeah. one you're done man. Although he changes his mind about that pretty quickly, um, but. Sadly for Tracy, unexpectedly, Steve does return back early. Because he can stay away because he loves Tommy Orpington so I want to know is, looking at all the times in Coronation Street in recent years when somebody has been due back from a holiday on a certain date, how many times have they come Come back early early and and not been able to get in touch with their family at home or decided not to so they could have a surprise? I I was on the plane. (laughs) Anyway, he's back. He's brought... Pray to some some presents for Tracy. He's bought cheese. Did he bring cheese? I can't yes, remember. he bought a deli, a whole spread. Oh yeah, of all some the fancy, things you can buy in almost Baguettes, any shop. String of onions, stripy jumper, cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah, and all the stuff that you get that's a bit naughty at the. the 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 Ipa mache like I'm not I'm not rude I'm talking about like knives and knuckle dusters and oh yeah well that's you that you're coming at that from the perspective of a, a young boy who went to France when I went to France in year six some of the naughty boys in my class bought knives and knuckle dusters and they had them confiscated on the coach that they lost out and I bought a Beauty and the Beast sticker book <laughs> and I got to keep it so you think I'm the winner there boys. <laughs> is that what you told them they were like you're lucky that they had confiscated that knuckle duster it was in French it said la belle la belle la bête I don't know what happened well to done <laughs> I was an innocent and boy how are you how are you expecting I, to supply these stickers ongoing I probably didn't think that far ahead to be honest but it's got to look the nice pictures of the, the background how cultural of you yeah. um, anyway so he, he says Ken right I'm, det- I'm going to make a proper go of our marriage don't know whether you've heard I know you haven't seen it, but you've heard me saying to one or two people over the past few weeks that Tracy and I are having marital issues, but I'm going to make make it work. And Ken, Ken's like, good for you, good for you, me and Deirdre. I think this is the bit where he was standing next to Deirdre and pretty much just like made a gesture to Deirdre's portrait. So, Deirdre, remember her? We also had our ups and downs, so yes, pro-marriage. He's like, yeah, if you want to be your main character, you've got to have marital problems. Yep. Um, so he's got all his got all his his stuff out on the table there, all his presents. He's got he's got a fancy not, French spread. Yeah, it's food. Yeah, and Amy comes in Can and she's I, like, "You did a good job here, Dad." If I'm just going to tell you this, Michael, if we're ever having marriage troubles, and it certainly feels like we're heading that way, <laughs> it is. It is. Valentine's I'm going to tell you that that food is not a present. Like giving me food as a dinner. Like here, I've bought you a present, and it's cheese. That's not going to impress me because we were going to have Isn't to eat it? something anyway. What would you like? If I went on holiday to France, what would you like me to bring you back? Don't little, go, here's a present I bought you. It's a, a bit of cheese. Go, I've bought you're some cheese. Book? Are you going to eat it? Yeah, you're going to eat it too. So it's not a present for me, is it? <laughs> what would you, you like? You just brought lunch. What do you want? A pat on the back? This you is why he's having like, you man troubles. Want. I know you do like Toblerone, don't you? I, I wouldn't eat it though, would I? No. What do you want? What do you want from France? You're not going to France. Oh, okay. I think this is very nice of Steve. I want some. I want some of that 
mustard. Um, oh yeah, the red uh, the red mustard from the grape mustard. Yeah, uh, but that's food. You said food. No food. I thought you were asking me what food I wanted. No. I want some magazines. Okay. Oh yeah, like la table. La table. I'd have got here. Anyway, so um. Oh, he brings he brings Amy a hat. A toilet roll cover. Novelty bubble hat. hat, he calls it, which is actually, yes, a toilet roll cover. That was kind of kind of funny. I, the more I read about it, the more I think, oh, that wasn't too bad, really. And I was just I was just mad on Monday evening and I was getting mad about it. So Amy says, look, nip over to the shop, surprise Tracy that you're home. Um, so meanwhile, Tommy's with Tracy, all paid up. They're kind of still flirting around with each other. And Tracy's like, oh, I've just... Uh, I can't remember what she says. It's like, oh, you're going to go off to find your next lonely housewife. And he's like, is that what you think you are then? Basically, before <laughs> long, she shut the shop, dragged him into the back for a bit of nookie on the floor. I don't know where Mary is at this point. Hopefully not. She's there out. going, what? I'm trying to trim the tulips. <laughs> so Steve heads over to the shop. He's doused in French scent. Oh, he does. She does buy it. He does buy her perfume that she likes. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, he can see her handbag inside and he starts rapping on the door and go, what's going on? Tracy, I know you're in there. Where are you? It's me. It's Steve. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm back early. And she's like, bloody hell, Climb, climbs off Tommy Orpington. Ah. They've got clothes on. They're just, they're, they're not, they're very, they're not mid act. being Trey French about it, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and she's <laughs> like, oh, Steve, hooray, you're back. Oh, Amazing. Uh, and then Tommy comes out the back as well, which was a, which was a bold move from him. Because he could have just stayed there. He could have just stayed there on the floor. He's obviously not done this before. No. Um, so please, Steve. Steve doesn't notice at all. He's like, "Oh, it's Tommy Orvington. You've done a great job in the house. Well done for fixing the, the cupboard. I think you're. I think you're amazing. Um, maybe you should stick around and revisiting the shop when you're finished over at Sally's house. Redecorate the shop. That's what I said. Was revisit. I was, redecorate the shop. So it's, and then it's like yeah, because that colour scheme's dreadful. Come I've back. always hated that colour scheme. What, the, the pink and black? Hot pink and black. Mm. Well, they just need to, they need to change the name of it. Robert's dead. He's buried, probably. Well, he hasn't got a gravestone, so he might as well have a um, memorial shop. So anyway, he invites Tommy back for lunch. Um, it's a kind of crashing their romantic Very weird. reunion dinner. Um, they, she, she, Tracy and Tommy are sitting there at the dining room table making desperate eyes at each other and Steve's like I brought you a bottle of wine Tommy Orpington here's your perfume Tracy and she's like yeah she's feeling guilty because she knows what she's been up to with yeah. the decorator while he's been away so she heads upstairs for a lie down and then Steve starts getting all maudlin with Tommy about the state of is and Tracy's relationship he starts asking for advice and Tommy says look just remember to do the little things listen to her Fix the leaky sink. Listen to your wife. <laughs> and Steve's like, thank you very much. I You're a top bloke, Tommy Orpington. So then, then it kind of starts off with um, a, a kind of a, quite a funny sparring oh. match between See, him and Steve. This was funny. And this was quite funny. But it's not Steve that's making it funny. I didn't say it was. I don't, I'm not Tim scoring Steve. I'm scoring the episode. Tim's just like gets jealous of seeing Steve coming out of his house with Tommy Orpington in in in, uh, in tow. It was basically like a woman who it was like they were both women fighting over a man, and one of them was like, "Hey, he stayed. He's it and is, he was yeah. like, we had lunch together. We had wine. I gave him a bottle of wine, and Tim's like, what? I can't believe." Um, yeah, and, and Amy basically just points out to Steve later, I can't believe you ruined your romantic dinner by inviting the decorator. Yes. I, ju- I And I can't believe you bought a bunch of food you can buy 
anywhere. I don't, I don't feel like I've ranted France. adequate amount about how awful Steve was in that episode. He just... Uh, he's just such an imbecile, isn't he? He... I don't know... I, 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 I don't know, it's like, oh, we can't see what's going on right under his nose, his wife's playing away. It's a, it's a classic soap sort of story. But it's, it's every line he delivers like he's a child. And I just remember back to how he was, you know, 10, 10 plus years ago when he was a, a serious character. He, he, was, he used to be able to do funny, but actually being funny and not being stupid. He used, he used to be cool. And he's just turned into this ridiculous embarrassing dad figure and I, I I don't know I don't know whether I can ever take him seriously again or whether we'll even be asked to take him seriously again it was he's just so so like the bit where he was going to, to Tommy Orpington do you like bread do you like cheese oh come back to my house then I just he, he just can't he can't say lines without sounding like a baby I know. Is the, is the director asking him to ham it up or is he just going to naturally... I think, it's, always, it's always a different I think director. I think maybe it has just become, this is how I deliver lines now, says well, Simon Gregson, because it's apparently what people like, but... There's room... Yeah, but there's room for characters, all different t- sorts of characters, and you just decided you don't like this character, but is it... Are you hung up on what he used to be like? That uh, That is part of it. Yeah. But... There's the, the like we've said before. There's lots of characters, lots of male characters particularly, but not not exclusively that have just become a bit silly. Like Tim's a bit silly, and Deb's a bit silly, and and Peter Barlow wasn't a bit silly, and now he's not here anymore. Um, oh, it just it just it just makes me a bit sad. But I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll get over it. Um, okay, so we're we're on to Friday's episode now, Gemma. What back to the Adam story. Uh, if if you remember, he's just found out that he's got a loophole in Harvey's case that but you may suggest. You're doing it. It's back to you again. Back to back to Sarah and Damon on Friday. Um, on Friday, there Simon and I keep saying Simon because Sarah and Damon sounds like Simon. Is that their shipping name? Yeah, Simon. Simon. <laughs> right. Um, they're in the cafe and she's worried about how things are with Adam and she wants to divorce, but she doesn't want to really push. Push it. Yeah, he's being very. Um, he, he he's you know try and talk to him, and he just goes off on one, doesn't he? He's yeah, very not not in the mood for reasonable discussion. And 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 fair play to him, he has been cheated on. Do you, do you think that he's being a bit childish in his reactions, or is he is he entitled to be <laughs> arsy and difficult like he's being? Because I would say so. How would you imagine I would be? Oh, you'd be totally arsy and difficult in it. Yep. You'd wipe the floor with me if this was ever the case. I'd be trying to speak to you. and Nope. You, like, the way that Adam's reacting to yep. Sarah would be nothing compared to how you were, because Adam's not allowed to swear on Coronation Street yeah, before nine right. o'clock. That's right. But, oh my gosh, I, yeah. That's so, what keeps us together, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. Fear. Just fear. Fear of what might happen if we were to ever split up. So. I think, isn't that the same with Jeff and Yasmin? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You just don't know. You don't have to wash your own pants. Yeah, as well, is the I, tradition. I, I wouldn't. I would. I would be lost without you. Of course. And hungry. <laughs> Man cannot live on Weetabix alone. You don't even eat Weetabix. I do you eat Weetabix. Off brand. Okay, right. Go on. Right. So he's like, um, 
Adam, Adam comes in. in and she's like, oh, can I speak to you later? And he's like, yeah, and as long as Dane is not there. I feel I feel really bad for, I think Adam's right here because she's just rubbing his nose in it. Yeah. And the, he he knows that this guy's, this, I keep saying, he held him at gunpoint. He thought he was going to die. He's taken, Damon has taken over Adam's life. Yeah. He's, he's, the, he's Harry's new dad. He, yeah. he later on in the week sees him walking down the street playing, what was it, rock, paper, scissors yeah. with Harry. He's, he he's moving he into the flat. Um, awful yes. so back at the flat Adam's venting to Dee Dee and Alia's there for some reason about the whole situation because uh, Alia works for the lawyers remember of course don't she forget does. she's a she's a lawyer come waitress that's right just like Erin Brockovich huh? is that what happened I don't I remember don't <laughs> um, they're like let's help we'll help you and he's like no don't need your help I'm a man Adam and Sarah meet up later and he says, right, we're going to split up properly. Let's do it. I'll sell, let's sell the flat. We'll take half the money each. And she's like, oh, no, I want to stay in the flat. Of course you do. Yeah, of course you want to stay in the flat. But you, you can't afford it, you airhead. I'm not having Damon living in my flat, he says, and he storms off. I can see his point. I can't believe that Sarah thinks she can afford to have this flat by herself. And she thinks that Adam's going to let her live there with her boyfriend. She must be even more stupid than I thought she was. Mm. So Adam goes to visit Harvey, his the evil brother. Is he brother or half-brother? Of, half-brother. of Damon, the crime syndicate. He's actually been caught. Um, and he says, because right, remember, Harvey shot Natasha thinking it was Leanne. Because they were both dressed up because as Morticia. The, yeah, because he was mad at Leanne because he wasn't. And this was like Halloween. A couple of Halloweens ago. This was when everything fell in the sinkhole. Yeah. And then he got caught. Then he escaped. Then he got caught again. Now he's in prison. And um, and he's asked Adam to help him get away with murder. Like, you need to get me out of this. I, I, I want to appeal. And Adam's like, I done, I've done some investigations to see, like... And well, also, is, Joel told Joel's, me... Joel's theory. Joel's, Joel thinks... It was so shoehorned. That it was somebody on a hill that did it. <laughs> yeah, somebody the behind a grassy knoll. knoll shot Natasha. The grassy knoll of Weatherfield. Um, he says, there were no witnesses that saw you shoot Natasha. So maybe we can say that the gunshot residue that found was found on you... Mm was transferred onto you from Leanne when you were getting that car later. Do you remember? Because she, she ends up in a car with him and crashing into yeah, the Yeah, Leanne, Leanne got the, the residue from when she found Natasha's body. Yeah. And then she transferred it onto you when you were in the car later. Yeah. And, Har- and Harvey's like, cool. Does that sound like it would win? And Adam's like, oh, I don't know. It sounds a bit stupid, doesn't it? <laughs> I can't guarantee it. And Harvey says, I want guarantees. Or Damon's not going anywhere. Yeah, because the whole idea of this is Adam. To get rid of Damon. Yeah. Adam says, "Well, this this the the whole that that whole idea goes out the window immediately because he says, well, we get the only way to guarantee is if someone else confesses. Well, yeah, obviously. And Harvey says, well, that's stupid. And he says, yeah, I know. That's why you're not getting away with it, are you? <laughs> yeah, Adam's kind of theorising out loud there. When he was saying it, I was thinking, how's that going to work then, Adam? And Harvey has to be the one to say, what are you on about? And it's... Yeah, well, I mean, what's another way out of it, Adam, is like maybe society will break down and there will be no more prisons and all the prisoners will escape. Yeah, it seems that about as likely happen. as somebody wanting to confess the murder. But, you know, 
they did find Maybe. somebody by the end of the episode, so they work fast. He's like, it can't be that the forensics expert turns out to have been crooked, because we already had that storyline. Mm-hmm. Right, so Sarah catches Adam out on the street when he gets back to Corrie, and he needs these, like, we need to talk about this. Well, I want you, I want to stay in the flat. Whatever you think about Damon, he's changed, honestly. I'm the one taking the risk. It's nothing to do with you. Mary's listening. And she, um, she's a bit obsessed with Adam, so she gives him a hug. And he, um, he doesn't really want to give her a hug. And uh, he gets this call from Harvey. He takes it and he's like, John Perry, what do you mean? So he goes to the hospital to meet John Perry. Yes. Who is a frail chemo patient um, who's waiting for his treatment. I think they should try and make Paul confess to doing it. Yeah, why not? That's his heroic act. Well, he already, when he already doing dodgy stuff for, for money. Yeah, he was. So. Why not this as well? We've already, the thing is about this storyline is we already just had um, a cancer patient who's dying, confessing to a crime they didn't commit. Yes, you pointed this out, didn't you, on Friday? Laura, and I, I didn't think that at all, but it's Kelly's this mum, is quite similar Laura, to Laura confessing to um, killing Rick Nealon. Yeah, to get Gary out of it. Mm. So... Ian um, McLeod obviously thinks it's a fine idea. Is that, so we'll good, we're doing it twice. Uh, I don't think people really understood how good that story was, so we're just going to keep doing it. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, it. it's only going to be as good if we have a scene where John Perry is lying on the d- bed and then his, Adam's his crawling dead, all over yeah, him. Yeah, Adam crawls going, all no, over No, I wasn't ready, I wasn't ready. <laughs> right, so... You forgot to confess. <laughs> Back at Red Bank, Damon catches Sarah. Oh, this was dumb, I hated this. What? Doing her pelvic floor exercises. She stands in there in the kettle. She's going, one, two, Oh, yeah, she's counting three. out loud. You don't she? need to count out loud. I'm not interested. Don't do it. Sarah I'm, has got no in a Do your own, yeah. Do your own business somewhere else, please. And she's like, I don't have pelvic floor. Oh, don't want to hear about your pelvic floor. She says. It's like Corrie comedy. It wasn't funny. It was say. just annoying. It's like somebody just learned what they are. So anyway, she says. Um, what's been going on with Adam? No, she says Adam's, Adam wants us to move to me to move out. Yeah. And he says, Don't worry about it, we'll just get somewhere else to live. It'll be great. Meanwhile, Adam is talking to John and he's saying, Akimo's just prolonging my life. I'm gonna confess to Natasha's murder. Um and Adam's like, Well, how would you do that? Why don't you spend time with your wife? Um you, you know, he says, well, I've been a terrible man. I've made some bad decisions. I've spent years of my life inside um, because of the gas schools. Um, Harvey promised my family will be looked after when I'm dead. So I'm going I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to confess to the, this murder so that they can have a cushy life when I'm gone. And you well, need to decide whether you're going to help. What's, what's your thoughts on this? Well, why is, why is John saying to Adam, all oh, the clock's ticking? Like, number one, what's it got to do with Adam? You don't need Adam now. Adam's completely superfluous to this entire plan. Adam, I don't know why Harvey thinks he needs Adam at all because he had to come up with this idea. This was his idea. He found the black man. He set it up. He suggested it. He gave him a deal. And now we're supposed to hinge on whether Adam's going to help him out. We don't need a lawyer involved in this. No solicitor's going to do anything different. So why why on earth does, does Harvey now think that he still owes Adam... His end of the bargain. 
I, the only thing, the only reason is because he hates Damon, so he kind of wants to get rid of him anyway. So really, Harvey's like, this guy Adam's such an idiot. As soon as I get out of there, I'm going to beat Damon up anyway, whether or not he wants me to. Makes a difference. Yeah, there's no real reason for Adam to believe that Harvey's going to go through with this. But also, I don't I think understand. Maybe, oh, go on. What? I I think there's probably going to be something that Adam's going to be useful for because I guess that if if John is confessing, he's going to need a lawyer and it makes things a bit easier if he's got a lawyer that he doesn't have to convince. Well, no, I don't understand. I genuinely don't understand why we have to wait, why he has to say anything now, just on your literal deathbed or like write a confession, write a confession and then when you're dead, give it to the police. Well, I, I, David. John's acting like he's going to die any minute. Well, yeah, it might be years. Well, then, what's get, the why? We, why don't? Yeah, but why do we have to? Why can't we wait till he's dead then? I quite enjoy. Do you see this, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I quite enjoyed this little twist when when um the 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 idea was mooted that somebody else would confess. I thought, well, that's ridiculous. That's of course, nobody else would. Um, but then when they came up with this, I was like, okay, okay, because I didn't really, I'd, I'd forgotten that they'd done it just recently with Laura, and. Well, anyway... I don't, I don't think that Harvey... I don't know. Do you think that Harvey's going to get out? In real life, this overturning his conviction... I don't think this would be very ...would take quick. months, if not years. So if it's going to happen in Coronation Street, it's probably going to take a matter of weeks. Yeah. It's like almost like John goes into the police station one day and Harvey's out by tea time is probably how they'll actually do it. Well... But I, I don't... I, I don't think he's going to get out. Or if he does, he'll get he out and do. then he'll get killed pretty quickly. Yeah, it, it will be at some kind of big event and then he'll go. Because I don't think he's doesn't strike me as the sort of guy who wants to work on Coronation Street for no. this actor. No. Um, What's he going to actually get want to get out to do? Do you think... Is he going to be still seeking revenge on Leanne, perhaps? Does she need to watch her back? Oh, no. He doesn't owe anything... He's not going to owe anything to Adam because no. Adam's hands are tied. If he... if. He, he's, what do you mean? Or he, he, Adam knows that Carby could drop him in it for being crooked, a, a, crooked and dodgy. So he, he'd be like, oh, "I'm off. I'm gonna shoot the hand and then disappear." You know what I'm Well, shoot Damon as well because he's annoying. Mm. Um, also, Adam doesn't seem to have made any effort here to like actually say to to John, like, "Well, what's your story? What are you gonna say?" No, I guess they have a little meeting in the car later. Yeah, don't yeah, they? no, but like. Could he have done it? That's the question. Well, where was he on the night of? Because mm. because that's the most important thing, isn't it? And why did yeah, he do if it? This is one of the times when he was actually in prison. Then uh, yeah. possibly going to be difficult to convince the so, police. Of Adam it. calls Harvey on his phone and says, "Look, this is this is dumb. The jury's not going to believe a man who's dying of of cancer. Um, that doesn't make any sense to me. Because why would you lie? This makes no sense to say nobody would believe a dying man." Everyone loves deathbed confessions. It's like one of the most exciting things that's ever happened. There's always some story in the in the papers or something about some really cool deathbed confessions that happened. Mm. We all love it. Why does he say that? What do, do you understand what I mean? Yeah, no, I think it's just because the jury would say, oh, that's very convenient. Maybe It's that's not, it. though, is I it? I think they're you're... saying maybe he is doing it to... to well, th- there's no, that reason. No, you have to, to explain. No, but you can't just go... Oh, no, you need to explain why you would find that unlikely. It, the fact that he's got terminal cancer does not make it unlikely, makes it more likely because he's. Loads of people do this. They confess because they. Do they you see what I mean? On the way soul. he said it, it, it sounded like he was saying there's something intrinsically untrustworthy about people that die of cancer <laughs> that who confess things. I don't think that's true. I think that you're. I believe uh, somebody who's dying more than I believe somebody who. 
Well, let's hope for Adam's sake. Do you see what I mean? Because you're like, well, you've got nothing to lose. Like, why would you lie? And you got away with it, basically. I guess it depends. It's going to hinge on the story that they concoct. And maybe this is what another reason that Adam's going to be involved in it. Because he'll be able to... Yeah, watertight. Yeah, exactly. Which John's not going to be able to do by himself. Adam knows what the flat looks like. He knows about the circumstances of the murder. He knows what Natasha looked like. That's that's, that's what we... Yeah. Yeah. Well, or like Morticia Adams. But, like, do you see what I mean? Like, the jury would believe this story because he's not just confessing on his deathbed. He's saying, I've got a month to live and even though I know it's going to put me in prison, I'm telling you that this is what I did. I'd believe that more than I'd believe... Because of a why would you lie? Why would you, why would you put yourself in prison unless you're a soap character? He like just Laura. feels really guilty and he doesn't want the upstanding man, Harvey exactly. Gaskell, to the, be exactly. taking the rap for him. Yeah, exactly. Because he's his mate. And exactly. He's... So that's why he wouldn't lie. Mm. You wouldn't lie also because you go to prison. This is bonkers. Right, so, <laughs> so yeah, Adam's trying to get out of it because he's feeling guilty about this. He well, doesn't he... like the idea that to get what he wants, yeah. this poor man has to suffer. So he's saying, look, John needs to spend time with his family. He's dying. And then he sees Damon walking down the road with Harry and he's like, right, that's it. I'm going <laughs> to go for it. Well, he also gets a bit of an egging on an encouragement from Paul in the pub later, doesn't he? Saying, I'd I'd do whatever it... it with, we're about Damon, Paul saying, I'd do whatever it took me to get my family back if I was in your position, Adam. Like, Adam does do a little neg, can he? I can't remember what it was. Does he? He's like... Oh, yes, he does. What does oh, he what say? does he say? Um, he's like... Um, Do- he's, yeah, he says... Like, like, Paul says, like, oh, there's there's so much, there's plenty of time left. And Adam says, oh, apart from for you. Or no, some, I can't remember. He says something, something like, like that. that yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and Paul's like, well, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so... He's like, life... Yeah, maybe he says life goes on. And Adam says, not for you. I don't I can't remember, but it was, it was, but it was a bit funny. bitchy. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, he's uptight. He's, he's, he's had a stressful time recently. He's had stress, not, yeah. not Paul hasn't. <laughs> no. Adam gets in a car with John later. And it looks like he's going to go ahead with the plan. Yeah. I want to know, was this always the plan? Was this decided... How long ago was was, was Horonation Street? Two years, two and a half years ago? Did they decide back then that... They were going to bring Harvey back and... Well, don't forget also that Horonation Street was hinged upon the collapse of the sinkholes, which was supposed to happen, like, a year or so yeah. before. But I, I, I can't remember whether... I don't think that Natasha yeah, was supposed to happen no, exactly. to die a year before. But this is why it's complicated. This is why, you know, for all we complain and stuff, I don't know how they even make a show because... Juggle, they're juggling so many different things and so many so many things also where they've planned stuff and then they can't do it because this happens or that happens or yeah. this character's not there or so-and-so's off set That set's or... been packed away in a box. Yeah, well, don't worry about it. Just do it in your front room. It doesn't feel to me like this, was, this has been on the cards for the last two and a half years. Otherwise, they might have had a few more clues for it. But it, it no, just but they do about works for me no, so No, they do this all the time though, Michael. They knew that Peter Barlow was leaving for a long time and they still managed to only bring it up like two weeks before he went. You're never going to let that drop, No, I will never let it go because it was silly. Peter Barlow's exit. <laughs> um, I, I, I thought it's getting a bit more interesting, but it's still not a story that I'm mega mega invested in it feels like it's turning into a big one for the year i, I don't know um I, I, don't, I mean a coronation street um person would argue and say 
you guys complain if we go on about something and have somebody mention something all the time. You can't, win, you can't win, sorry. <laughs> I didn't I didn't mind Mary's <laughs> inclusion either it, with though. the hugs as well. I thought that was Gave quite... something to do. Yeah. Um, back to Bethany. We only had a couple of scenes uh, with that one on, on Friday, on Friday uh, which was basically Lauren and Bethany in the cafe and she gets talking about Daisy. Bethany takes the opportunity to ask her what happened with her and Ryan and everything. So when Lauren is spelling all the deets that she knows at least, Bethany is secretly recording her under the table. So she's got this... this she, she It seems like she knows everything there is to know about it after this. How does Lauren know this? Um... I, she was she was involved. She was living with Ryan for she a bit, wasn't Ryan, she? Yeah, yeah, it all came okay, out, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I guess. Um, anyway, she tells her mum that that she's just had a great interview, which means she can get cracking on this article at last. It's literally she's been working. She ha- she's been backing Weatherfield for what month and a half now. <laughs> And has she, what has she contributed to the world of journalism then? Can she really afford to no. survive going a month and a half between articles? Not on and my what's rate. this chit chat? Literally, as, as a magazine editor, no. how let's say that Chit Chat magazine has got the same rates as yours. No, no, I'm not even going to talk about that. <laughs> but I don't know what the going rate is. I think it's quite high, a lot higher than what we pay. But um, you can't just do one article. At, it's not it's not a movie about Watergate. You can't just spend the whole It's not gonna immediately solve her problem either, is it? They'll say, Thanks very much, we'll publish it, here you go. Fifty quid and Bethany's like, Right, that's my well, tea for tonight sorted. What yeah, now? <laughs> like all these all these magazines have on the front cover, like, we'll pay you for your story. She's not gonna get much more than that. Mm. Like hundred quid she'll get for it. It would be kind of amusing and a bit fourth wall breaky if she just continues to write for the gossip magazines everything based on the drama and scandal that's been going on among her neighbours because there's there's certainly enough to keep her busy. Right, so... You've been doing a bit of Googling. I don't remember... I don't remember if you recall that they... Um, that they... Uh, what's her name? Suki? Bethany? Bethany and Suki were talking about The Atlantic, which is a um, publication, which is very highbrow. They pay £6,000 for 4,000 words, apparently. Wow. So that's why you want to get your, your stuff in <laughs> in the Atlantic. And I'm just trying to look for... They got like, Give okay, me another... or take a break, uh, or... Oh, what's another women's magazine? Give me another women's magazine. I don't know. I don't read women's magazines. Cosmopolitan, is that in here? Vogue. Cosmopolitan, £200... Wow, it's crap, isn't it? 2,000 words, £600. Yeah. Uh, yeah, see see what I mean? You don't... There's another one here. See, this is like a um, LondonFreelance.org. They've reported, people have reported how much they're being paid. And another Cosmopolitan article, 1,800 words, 85 quid. Uh, <sighs> That's depressing. <laughs> yeah, There's one yeah. here, though. First person feature, 400 words, £200. This this chit chat magazine, you're right, does seem like the sort that's like, tell us your story and we'll give you fifty quid. But that's and it can be written as as brilliantly as possible because Bethany is supposedly an amazing um, writer. But you're not when get you're that a freelancer, you got to do volume, volume, volume. Yeah, pump them out, Bethany. 
And this is why she should have turned down that gig working on Chit Chat magazine because she doesn't get paid 50 quid. She gets paid a wage to phone someone up and get their story off them. No, I thought the Chit Chat was literally just they might be looking for articles. I didn't think it was a oh, I thought... a staff position. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's not interesting. Um, let's go back to the Simon fabulous. story. I was in Fabulous magazine. You were? Is that the uh, number 2,400 words, 950 You didn't pounds. get any of that. No, because I didn't write it, did and I? I just interviewed you, didn't they? Yeah. To talk about Corrie. Tried to say, tried to make me out to be a hapless nerd, but I was like, I'm too cool. <laughs> I'm too cool for this. Um, right, Friday, Simon's story, Gemma. Yeah. Oh, I'm reading This it. you. Um, what, my rate for this following synopsis is going to be £25. <laughs> so everybody, please PayPal me. <laughs> Leanne takes, oh, it's conversationstreet at gmail.com. So that's the PayPal address. Leanne <laughs> takes a worse for wear Simon for a chat because he's still, um, well, he's hung over again, isn't he? From yeah. lounging in the lounging in the Rovers, Rovers. booth on Monday night. Um, she's like, I'm worried about you, and he's like, I'm fine. And she says, drinking every night isn't going to help things. And he says, I'm not going to be like my dad. Don't worry about it. Then Toya comes in. Nick, Nick, yes, I do. I'm just trying to contextualize it. Nick and Leanne are trying to sit and enjoy their evening together, aren't they? And then in comes Toyo, like the gooseberry she is, going. No, this wasn't. No, this was still still at work. That was later on. Toyo's gooseberry. Oh, okay. This is this is is where Simon can't work at the bistro because he's hungover, and so they're desperate for work. And Toyo's just come back from a doctor's appointment. Oh yeah, because Leanne was supposed. She said I texted you about this, and Leanne's like, oh, sorry, I didn't. I did. I forgot about it because Simon's stressing me out. Mm. And um, she also told Nick that Simon's got a stomach bug, but he's actually hungover. And Toya then, this is when she tells to Nick, you need to treat your wife to a French lunch. Tommy Orpington, I heard, really <laughs> likes to gate crash those. But anyway, and then she says to Nick, give Leanne some TLC. Oh God, then the party. This is the party. This is part of the storyline because it's it's tangentially related. Well, the idea of this party is that the teens that aren't Asher and Ardy and Amy, because they're ever so slightly older, decide that they're going to perk Simon up, who is also actually quite old, maybe, I don't know, by well, giving them a banging different... party. They, they have different social groups, don't they? Yeah, but they the do. But moved since, over. since when, since when has Simon ever had a scene with Summer? I know. They're not in the... Simon doesn't have a social group. That's the whole point. Yeah. That's his problem. But He's got these Summer. invisible flat. She... Oh, so, Summer has been involved, has been yeah, friends right. with Amy and Asher before, but I think they've ditched her for being too much of a square, maybe. I don't know. God, I tell you what, though, this was the most feeble party I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> this was, I was just confused as we were watching this because they were saying, oh, let's spruce up our Wednesday night with a with a party. No, they yeah, with a party. And I was like, is, is this episode set on Wednesday or are they going to be planning a, a party for a future day? I've lost track, but apparently today was Wednesday. So what a great a, day for a party. Let's have a party tonight. Um... Now, I wanted Mason to come and bully them all. Yeah, why wasn't Mason invited to this? Um, Because he would have told them how lame they were. (laughs) Yeah, Bobby and Summer plan the party to cheer up Simon. That's how you know it's going to be crap. And it turns out that Bobby only wanted this party so he can sexually harass Lauren. He's already told him that she doesn't want anything to do with him. I don't want to give you my number... He's, you can tell he's going to wear her down, can't you? And everyone's going to say how sweet and romantic it is. Well, nobody will say that. We're supposed to think that it's sweet and romantic, but it's not. It's like you're a sex pest at this point. Leave her alone. So on Wednesday, the party's starting and Bobby's made a great punch, which... Hey, make a punch. It's blue. 
you drink it and then you turn into another dodgy guy from the Have clan. Well, he says That's the Haymaker how... gives, gives packs a punch. Mm. Right. Lauren, <laughs> Nina and Simon start ladling it out. I don't understand those. This is old, but this is at Carla's flat. Yeah. So where Carla is, I don't know. But if I, She's away. I would be hiding She's in the bedroom. She's handily away. Hiding in the bedroom from all the horrible teenagers. So uh, Leanne's been told that Simon is having a film night with a mate. So they send Sam to bed and they, they then this is when they stop, want to have their romantic night in when Gooseberry comes in. Mm. Toya ruins the mood and they keep she keeps saying, are you all right? Do you mind if I stay? And she's like, no, no, we're fine. And Toya's like, I don't have any counselling skills that would allow me to pick up on the subtext of this, <laughs> which is that you actually want me to piss off. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, Probably not. Um, so she just settles in just to enjoy herself. She should go to the other party. She'd be quite she does, like it. She does realise in the end that she's No, she goes. doesn't. She does. No, she doesn't. Well. She doesn't. She realises that maybe she's not thrilled about it, but she... Leanne says it's fine, it's fine. Exactly. Toya sits down, never once thinking to herself, I'm the one who suggested they have a romantic night in. They must be like a bit sick of the sight of each other because they work together. They live together. Yeah, when you you want to kill. This is how murders start. This is how a murder uh, podcast begins. (laughs) Right, so back at the swinging party, um, Bobby's badgering Lauren. She turns him down but then she tells Summer that she likes him. She but she's done him. with men. She yeah yeah she's she's done with men for the time being. And also she, she can't be dealing with going out with Bobby. Why would you? Why, why? Nina's there too, and Nina's just fallen so far now that this is her. This is like her her great Wednesday evening in is hanging around with this lot of losers. Like she used to be. Like she would not hang around with these people. If she did, she'd do it like ironically but no she's there now crying over Asha and they're all giving her sympathy and except Bobby he wants her to go because he's she's starting to um make Lauren sad and he still thinks somehow he's got a chance with her yeah he tries to get rid of Nina doesn't he so everybody ends up going home (laughs) apart from Simon who's that's where he lives and then he gets left alone looking at a picture of his dad and drinking beer that really was the most tragic party, wasn't it? It was the most loser party ever. So I think it's supposed to be, but <clears throat> you know, we talk about how they invested in in the teens and there's a great crop of characters and you've got the younger ones even, you know, coming up. But these are like the duds and I'm sorry, all of these characters, this it's was not the your fault. Party. These characters are the ones that Coronation Street has been kicking in the kidneys the whole time. And then they have a party with them and go, look at all these losers, everybody, aren't they crap? It's like, you've written them to be, you've written them Nina to be crap. used to be cool. You've Simon ruined used Nina. to be sweet. Bobby's never been any good at all. It's not his fault. It's the way he's written. And Simon's just a sullen dick who's been like that since, like, he, his balls dropped. <laughs> just get rid of him. If that, I'll tell you what they should have laced that punch with, cyanide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That really I'm bummed not... me out, that party. Like, I've, I've never wanted so many people in one room to all disappear. Just keel over. Oh, I just I I need I need somebody to rescue Nina from that. She, you're right. Get she, Nina she out is, of it. 
And I want somebody to give Bobby something to do that's not being a sex pest. Because it's not cute and funny. I think he's going to... Because obviously there's stuff that's not right with Lauren, isn't there? She's She's got um, um, problems with a mystery man, whoever that could be. Her pimp. Yeah, and and people trying to phone her. And I think Bobby is going to probably... Rescue her. Rescue her from that. Possibly with the power of comedy, I don't know. Oh, yes. Saving the world with the power of comedy. Yeah. Um, Just laugh your, laugh your cares away, Lauren. If he wins her over by persistence and pluck, I'm going to be mad because that's... I thought we learned and we left that in the 90s. But she did She did admit to Summer that she quite likes Bobby. Exactly, but that's because they've written her to say that. In real life, most women would be like, this is creepy and weird, I'm going home. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, of course. This is how every 90s comedy went. There was always some persistent man who would not take no for an answer. And at the end of the movie, the woman's like, oh, okay, it's really sweet how stalkery you're being. I guess if you don't, if I don't say yes, you'll kill me. He's very charming. He's not charming. No, he's also, he likes to use his, um, well, she she called um, him lame or something, didn't she? And And he was like, oh, I don't think that that's what PC Brigade would call me. That's quite funny. He he will guilt people into feeling sorry for him about his disability. And that's how he's, that's his best pickup chat up line, isn't it? It's not, it's not a winner. (laughs) I don't, I was going to say at the beginning of this podcast, but I forgot to say, um, let's not talk about Bobby. (laughs) Can't, can't help it. Oh, I know what I was going to get you to say. What? Who's the elephant man, Michael? Oh, yeah. No, the, the, I, I did get that wrong and I was thinking of the rain man in the last week's podcast. <laughs> I was trying to tell you that it was wrong. I thought you meant elephant because they've got a good memory. No, I just got to forget it. I think I'm sure people, nobody pointed that out. Right, Friday. That's everyone was so confused. Nobody would have thought from what you were saying you meant to the say rain the rain, rain man. man. Okay, okay. When you said the elephant. Okay. <laughs> do you know who the elephant man is? Yes, I do know. It's now. not Dumbo. I know. Right, Joel's story then. So it gets slightly more interesting on Friday. Um, he gets him. He offers to be a, a helpful boyfriend and go and see a client that she can't have time to see for, for whatever reason. I can't remember. Um, so that she can then go and meet up with Ed and keep on saying to him. Stop working with Damon. He's a nasty piece of work. He's tried to do fraud with your with your list. Just, just stay away from him, Dad. So, Joel's in the bistro later talking with this woman on Dee Dee's behalf about a traffic incident. I don't know what that was about. And then a woman comes in and plonks herself down next to them. And he's looking awkward. He knows who this woman is. We don't. The client gets fed up with um, him clearly not giving her his undivided attention. And it seems like this lady has tracked Joel down from somewhere. <gasps> but he doesn't he want to know. We don't get to. We didn't get to hear much of their conversation. I'm not sure whether no, there was any was, clues that she gave away no, about who really she didn't. was. But there was a mystery woman in Joel's life, and I, for one, say that that makes him slightly, slightly more interesting as a character. So he goes back to the flat as a bit of a chat with Dee Dee. Part of which involves her having a bit of a slip of the tongue and saying that she loves him. Uh, and, he, and then she gets a bit flustered and goes inside. It's the classic. Oh, I didn't mean to say that I love you. And then by the end of the episode, they both admit that they love each other, which is kind of cute, but. I don't know, it didn't, really, it didn't necessarily mirror our experiences of, of telling each other we loved each other, did it? I, 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 I literally I don't remember how it happened. It was, it was to do with JFK. <laughs> what? It was to do with the JFK assassination. Don't, don't think it was. Um, <laughs> uh, and anyway, so Dee Dee's all embarrassed at herself. Um, and then 
they're talking. Oh, what's happened? Oh, she she decides that Joel is going to dump her now for telling him that she loves him. So when he invites her to the bistro, she's like, yeah, I'm going to go along. At least he won't dump me in public. So she goes there. Joel's still being harassed on his phone by this mysterious Emily woman, not Emily Bishop. Oh my gosh, what was that? Um, <laughs> and then Dee Dee is like, oh, I'm really sorry about what I said earlier. And he's like, don't worry, I'm falling in love with you, actually. It's, I have been for ages. I've never felt this way about anyone before. And they have a kiss and now they love each other. How charming. So at the end of the evening, and Dee Dee invites Joel back to hers for a nightcap. They is- should go to the party. Yeah, they should, shouldn't yeah. they? They're liven things up a bit over yeah. at Simon's. His phone's been dinging all night, though. He's saying that it's work-related, but it's still Emily. And he phones her up at the end and says, I told you I'd sort of Emily, and I will, so back off, please. What Who's do we Emily? think is going on well, here? Well, we had to look at the credits, and she's not down, down as Emily Deering. No. So unless she's uh, one of these modern, newfangled women who don't take their husband's names when they get married... I can't believe it. Um, she's She's not... I think she could still wife. be his wife. I think that she possibly could be as well. I think that it would be too obvious if they called her Emily Deering in the... Yeah, but they usually if they want to hide somebody's they just surname, say Emily, the credits, yeah. they just say the second name. But maybe they thought, oh, this will get them. They will never guess. Because I... they're all sexist. There's clearly, there's clearly, you know, it's well, not... Well, do you think it's, it's obvious, do you think? A romantic partner yeah. of the past. Because the way that they were talking to each other, they're not still involved. So it's not like... He's two-timing yeah, her with a DD. I know what it is. What? He's going to sort out the plumbing. He said, I'll phone him up. I said, I'll sort it, Emily. And I will. So back off, please. That's what you need to say to me. And I'm like, Monica, will you have it there? So he's promised to get their leaky things. Yeah. Uh, sink the fix, leaky sphinx. Leaky sphinx sixed. Um, maybe. I, don't... I mean, by the time we come back, we might have found out. I, f- I found it somewhat, somewhat interesting. I know, but again, this feels like... Um, Curtin, Justin, mm. G- G- Curtis, 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 again, yeah, secret. having sec- having secret, and it was secret. Wasn't I, I said this before, and nobody corrected me, or said something anything different. Was she not somebody he knew from the support group or something? Who, the girl that kept turning up, and we thought, oh, who's this? Woman? Oh, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Is any so many ever things so that can slightly be? interested in this? It's not Which is someone more than I was from. Before. Imagine if it was someone from work. Mm. It is just her, his co- her, his colleague <laughs> going. You got to sort out. You got to file. Do you think that maybe Dee Dee's going to find out about her and then get all upset? But then it turns out that it is completely innocent. Could be that as well. Like what though? Just a work thing. She's going to be like. That's oh, what I just God. said. Yeah, yeah. But if Dee Dee finds out about it, I think we just. But, have it, to but wait he and said it was happens. a work thing. And then what she'll what will she find out that it is actually a work thing? Yeah, but after she's got uh, the wrong end of the stick and maybe thought made that a fool of herself. Someone, I don't know. I don't know. Finally, I um, think we've established that we don't know. Finally, for Friday, back to the to the the Steve storyline, which wasn't much. Um, I would, uh, Gemma takes a swig of drink, which I think is her cue to say, "Michael, you can do the synopsizing for this." I thought I just did it. No, I just did the I'll last one. I'll do it one. then. No, I'm going to do it. Go on then. You got three scenes in this story on Friday. On Friday, Amy walks in. Steve's got a rose in his mouth. Eh? Eh? What do you think of that? You like that? Very romantic. Funny? Funny? No. He's attempted a romantic lunch with Tracy, but she's not turned up. Then she gets a te- he gets a text from her saying, "I can't come. I'm at a flower market." 
And Amy says, do it tonight then. And Steve's like, oh, she's, she's always tired and she never wants to spend any time with me. And she always... I thought I thought that Simon Gregson did all right in this yeah. scene. It, it wasn't... this. He, he wasn't as awful on Friday's no, no, no. episode. And no, was... that's a serious scene and he was down about the state of his marriage. It was, he it was sympathetic right too. And you can kind of like go, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Like, not making time. You have to make time for each other. Yeah. <clears throat> In the pub days. <laughs> I've, spent, I've spent the last hour and a half with you. What do you mean? <laughs> you haven't got any roses in your mouth. <laughs> I can't do a podcast with a rose in my mouth. That'd be ridiculous. Continue. <laughs> in the pub later. Steve says to Tim, do you think I'm sexy? Because I'm going, my marriage is going through a rough patch. And I'm worried Tracy's gone off me. Yeah. And Tim says... Give her time. Give I her thought time, you'd written fine. give her our time. Like, uh, is there some, like, what does that mean? Some kind of innuendo. Later well, on. Rumpy pumpy. Tim, Rutting. Uh, Tim tells Steve, oh, oh, Tommy's, Tommy's in my house now and he's painting my walls. Yeah, that was, was kind of funny. Yeah, it was funny. funny. Um, that's the end. That, that's the end for now, but uh, this is to the bit where continued. we have to, to pause the podcast. And, well, we're not. We're going to actually just carry on with the news now, aren't we? Yeah, but, uh, we'll come. Is, we'll be back in a second. We'll be back in a bit because we're going to watch tonight's to, episode. Yeah. And then are we going to do a doody do and then come back? Or? Uh, yeah, let's do a doody do. Let's All do right. a doody do and then we'll come back to what happened on Sunday's episode. Yeah. Okay, we're back. It's Sunday night now. It's as many hours later. We've waited. We've had some McDonald's. We've watched it. Was it worth the wait? I'm going to say no. <laughs> Could have had roast dinner. <laughs> that was. We we did our street talk short afterwards. It's like we got sixty seconds to fill. No, I don't even know what, what oh, no, to say. For we didn't 60. even know. There, there was say. a there was a car. It, it, it's it's a sad thing, really, when there's a car crash, and there's still nothing to talk about about an episode. But I guess we've got a bit longer than sixty seconds to fill. Now we'll see what we can do. But yeah, now I just found that tonight's episode. It wasn't bad. It was just Happened. uninspiring. It's the, the characters that are involved in it at the moment. I just, it's just a mix that I really, I'm not that bothered by. There's, there's some that I like more. Like, I like DD, I like Sam, but they're the, just the general way the stories are going. It's like, um, but they mentioned the fact that the lawyer's office is out of bounds because it needs to be repaired. Like they knew that we were complaining. Did earlier. they mention that? I missed that. What did they say? Uh, you're pretending that it's not fixed, so you go and go there and work. <laughs> I don't. What's taking it so long? Honestly, I don't know. Um, right. Let's... And the thing that you knew that was going to happen. Was... Oh, the car crash. Yes, I knew that the car crash was going to happen. I had seen pictures of it. Um, so that means that even the most the most exciting bit of the episode was something that didn't come as a shock to me. But anyway, um, do you, should we should we crack on and carry on with the uh, back with the the Adams story, the Damon stuff? Uh, do you, uh, you want to do this one? Is this my story though? We've been doing the same stories. No, we've not. We've been alternating. I don't think so. I'd, no. I'll do it if you want. We've been alternating, but we've been... I thought... Okay. Well, I don't really care. No, well, I'll do it then. So we got we started off the episode today with... This is a bizarre interaction between Adam and John on the phone where he's like, what? You can't do the confession today? So, and I was making me think, okay, maybe they're just putting off till next week. But then he decides to go through with it anyway. Um, because Sarah comes over to him and says, oh, we're going to look for a lovely house with a garden. And Adam's like, oh, I don't know, I haven't got a garden. No, that's not fair. John, we're going to do this right now. Forget about your granddaughter on her birthday. I don't understand this. It makes, again, it's another thing that that raises the stakes for no reason and doesn't make sense because John's in control here. John's the one that's doing all the work. John's the one that's going to take the fall for this. 
if if I'm saying I'm going to say I kill somebody, but I'm going to go to prison and I believe that I'll die there... I go when I'm ready. I'm not going when some guy shouts at me down the phone. And I'm certainly not going on my granddaughter's birthday. Because if I care enough about my family that I'm going to go to prison in order to make sure that they are well taken care of after my death, I'm not going to leave my granddaughter scarred with the memory that I confessed to a murder on her birthday rather than turning up to a party. No, he, he seems no, to, sense. He seems to want to desperately do this because he knows it's for the greater good and there will be no. financial um, no. compensation coming it's his granddaughter's logical. way. No, but it also logical. gives gives something for Adam to look guilty about later, doesn't it? Yeah, I know, but again, just do, do, can you not see my point, though? Yeah, 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 totally. The, the point I'm trying to make here is that... The conflict was was established that it's his granddaughter's birthday, so he can't possibly do it now. And then Adam's like, yes, you have to, because I'm mad about, like, no, I'm not doing it on my granddaughter's birthday. Well, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah of course. Like, yeah, the conflict yeah, yeah. also, I don't care about John. I don't know who his grandkid is. I don't care whether he ruins her birthday. What I do know is that it doesn't actually make any sense if you're saying his primary motivation is family, then he screws his family over immediately. I feel a bit Can bad. you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, of course I can. Uh, I feel bad for his granddaughter because she got what it was. It? He's had a stationary set he bought. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> like, what, what, what all the young ones want this year. This year's hottest birthday gift. A stationary set Did you so used that to get she can those... write to him in prison. Yeah, probably. Did you used to get those Oxford uh, like mathematical instrument? Like I know, tins? I know what you mean with, with the like, tractor and, and, the, and the set square that nobody knows how. I don't to know use. what to yeah. do with any of them. Draw a circle with a compass, a pair of compasses actually. Daniel, yeah, Daniel's listening to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just in case we forget, we mention it later. Oh. The uh, the should of line. Should of, yeah, said should have. Said <laughs> as I get fed up and marking that in my children's work, I tell them again and again and again. But my kids are always saying should of. Um, and also, uh, Bethany fretting over fifty words and emailing her editor. I hate people like that. I'm sorry. I'm like writers who do stuff like that. It's like just just chill out. Just like fifty words. Like number one, how long is your piece? Because it looked really long. You can't trim 50 words out of that, then you're a bad writer. 50 words is not really much, nothing, is it? Nothing, it's nothing. She is such a good writer that not a single word was wasted there. Oh, okay, there, that Gemma. makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, we're not doing that story. So and we, number we... two, if it's so short that what? 50 words would make a significant difference, again, you're a bad writer. <laughs> um, so they, they go off to the police station later anyway. And um, Oh, yeah, Adam has also seen... Damon having a go at Dee Dee or is it Dee Dee having a go at Damon or something it was about she thinks that he knows about the insider trading and then Adam sees it and clocks that there's something brewing between them but he, he puts that to one side for later so he and John arrive at the police station I was hoping to see a little bit more actual rather than just let's go along Go and do your confession. Don't even get to see the confession. But Don't they, get to see any drama or emotion of it. He just comes out later and is like, oh, they, said, but, but they, they have, said they let me go. They have the pep talk at the beginning, which is what I was saying about him going, you have to get your story straight. You have to know this and that. Mm. But it, it felt like it was rushed a little bit to can me. I, it felt fairly low stakes. Can I suggest a way of making this more high stakes? Yeah. That, that would have been more interesting than saying it's my granddaughter's birthday. I can't do it now. And Adam's saying I don't care. Why didn't they have a scene where Adam made um, John go to the flat to see what it looked like so he'd better describe it to the police, but then they had to hide because, oh, Leanne's coming well, in. Well, I was thinking it was going to be something a bit, a bit more like Are they going to ever have that scene? Because he doesn't know what Leanne looks like. He doesn't know what the flat looks like. 
He probably doesn't watch Corey, so he can't describe it. <laughs> well, they, they didn't show his confession. I, no. I'd be kind of interested, wasn't they? Just do you want to report a crime. Yeah, it was me. You know what that Natasha Blake. That was like the most interesting aspect of this whole storyline is how are they going to convince the police that this guy is telling the truth? No wonder they let him go. They're like, you crank, get out. <laughs> you don't even think you're dying of cancer. You look fine to me. Get out. Well, I was probably Craig that turned him away because, as far all they know, they've just put this dangerous gunman out onto the streets of Weatherfield again. But no, apparently they're going to investigate it. But when they're ready... It just feels like the least interesting way to tell the story. Mm. And I don't know... Again, there are so many points to this that it's easy for us to say, who knows, was the set unavailable? Probably because they were filming all the scenes where they harangue Simon. Oh, yeah, maybe. They could have harangued him somewhere else, couldn't they? <laughs> um, so Adam gets back to the flat later. But then, you know, I'm just saying, the, the writers will get given... Oh, you know, this is what sets you can use. This is yeah. what, right? You know, sets the characters. Not there. It's not. It's no one's fault particularly, but it just always feels like there are most opportunities. It feels like it was lacking something. Like it, it felt like there was no punch this is here. A, such a moany episode. I know. I, I know. And again, like saying, like I know it all. I don't know how to write. I don't know how to do this. Otherwise, I'd be like going, "Hey, can you We're actually just telling hire you, me telling for the you about producer's our job?" Experience as viewers. But anyone, yeah, anyone can. Anyone can be a critic because we're all expected to watch this and, and enjoy it. So when we say we don't like it, we're just as valid as anybody else. Yeah. Anyway, Adam goes back to his flat with with Dee Dee and that. It's like, what's going it's on between flat, though, you it? and it's Damon? Yeah, that's where he's living at the moment. And she says, oh, he's probably. I think he knows about the. The, what is it, the insurance fiddling and the, um, also possibly the insider trading as well. And he's like, what? It's like, no one so, cares about that. It was ages ago. Yeah, he, he's going to go and check in with Ed about it. Um, but he sees Damon in the street and says, I know that about you trying to do some attempted fraud with Ed earlier this week, back when it was in that other storyline. What would what would Sarah think about that then, eh? There's, a, there's an awful lot of, I'm going to keep your secret... There's lots of blackmail going on, isn't there? And it, I don't know, it feels kind of low stakes blackmail. Was the only reason, because it felt odd at the time, didn't it? That Damon was trying to claim those extra items. The only reason that they decided to do that, so that Adam would have... We'll be able to blackmail him about it. Oh, but I don't he, know. is he though? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, Dee Dee oh later asks Ed, what does Damon know about the insider trading? And he's like, nothing. I haven't told him about that. You feel it? What have you done and told him? And then they, basically they both now know that Adam and Damon know about something that really should have been kept a bit of a secret. So Ed's not in the clear yet. Oh dear. Uh, but by the end of the episode, Adam's on the phone to Harvey saying everything's going to plan so far. <laughs> Uh, Harvey's happy. There was also a scene where Sarah and Damon were on the sofa looking at houses and then he was going, oh, I want a garden, you know why? And she's like, what, so you can put a hat down in it? And he's like, no, so I can grow plants. She's like, oh, I didn't know you like plants. Maybe we're rushing things. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! So anyway, Curry does I mean, this sometimes, though. They, what? Characters act like idiots and they do stuff that makes no sense and then they go like... Oh, Oh, I wonder if this is a bad idea. Yes, it is. You know it is. And the writers know it is. Stop it. <laughs> they were, did, did, you, did you clock the price of it? It was like 260000 or something that Sarah was looking to spend. I don't know where she's getting that in Manchester. Yeah, I know. Is it? Well, maybe. I don't know. We've we've looked at places, haven't we? It's part. not a media city today, that one, are we? It is not, no. That's how much you pay per month in rent. <laughs> um, so... Adam's plan's going well. It felt like almost it was, it reached a point where the story can go on hiatus for a little bit. 
You know, I, if they didn't mention it yeah, again for a few it. weeks, well, the police decide, oh, yeah, I suppose that guy confessed to murder. I suppose we better do something about that. Um, I would love to have seen Swain's face. Yeah. When when this guy comes in, like, what are you doing? Why? Mm. Like, all the things I said about his motivations and stuff, they obviously, like, did they ask him any of this? I really, that's the thing I was interested in the most. Mm. Does he know the story? Like, did they test him? Did they say... Yeah, he's probably sweating. Like, who had the facts? The person who's asking him questions, do they know the case? Mm. Are they accidentally going to provide information to him that he would not necessarily have known if if he wasn't the killer? Like, is there stuff, there probably is stuff that hasn't been released to the public that he should be allowed to tell them. Yeah. Did the person know this? Have they asked him properly questions? Like, are we in the habit in this country of letting people come in going, yeah, I, I murdered a woman, and they're like... Well, what? just don't do it again, Yeah, okay? well, it was a woman, though, so that, you know, and you're a man, that happens all the time, no one cares. I think that it would have been funny if uh, Gary had got wind of this, and he's like, look, John, can you uh, can you tell him you did Rick Nealon as well, and maybe no, can you say that Laura's you? Laura's already gone for that. Oh yeah, she has, hasn't she? You okay, what need... about the factory roof? That was you, wasn't it, John? There's eight, a bunch eight, of wink, people wink. standing outside his door in the morning, going, "Right, I've got a list of things I've done." Simon's like, "Can you say you were driving a car?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just going to be the fall guy for everything. Yeah, isn't why he? not? Once, once word gets out. Well, you know, in the old days, they used to sacrifice somebody, didn't they, to make sure that the, they had would have a good harvest. <laughs> So maybe this guy is going to be sacrificed so they can have a good year of Coronation Street. They need something, I tell you. Um, right, that that was that story anyway. Now, meanwhile, we also had the the Beth. I suppose Bethany and Daniel was was not the main story today. I suppose it was Simon was the main yeah, story. Yeah. But I, I, Daniel I, gaslighting the whole episode. Like I didn't say chit chat was rubbish. <laughs> I couldn't be less interested in the state of the relationship between Daniel and Bethany. So when she ends up dumping him midway through the episode, it's like, oh, good, okay. But back, back fawning at him again before the end. But um, do you wanna, do you wanna... I love how oblivious Daniel is to his own snobbery, but I just kind of wish that Bethany was a bit more twigged onto it because she seems to believe him. He, it's like, again, it's like what Steve was saying, like, me and Tracy are having marriage troubles, me and Tracy are having marriage troubles. He feels like he can say anything and, and criticise her and, and, like, belittle her and then go, but I'm not being horrible about Chit Chat magazine. I'm not putting you down. Like, yes, you are. You just spend that last scene saying it was crap. I think they should have had a scene with Daniel and Ken both both up on their high talking horses about talking yeah. about how Going, dreadful a magazine oh, it is. When I was younger, I wrote a piece in the local paper about my neighbours. They didn't like that. I can tell you that for nothing. <laughs> right, right. So, on, yeah, Sunday, Bethany tells Daniel, oh, wait, it's Friday in the episode doesn't matter it's Sunday it's Sunday no it is Friday because people are working like she's going my editor has to back to me yes I am not answering emails on Sundays <laughs> Bethany tells Daniel she sent the article off and she's waiting for, to hear from the editor and he's like oh, I want to read it because it's got a load of typos in it probably do you know what I mean he's such a he's like he's a pickup artist he's like he's gone on YouTube and found how to how to get women just like keep neg- negging them and telling them bad things about themselves and then eventually you'll break down their confidence so much that they think they they, they need you to help them <laughs> so um, she, he's currently under the impression that she's writing for Dem- Demina magazine. Oh, Demina, yeah, we saw that, didn't we? Because Sarah had a copy of it at the beginning yes. of the episode. So he's in this flat later, and, and Lauren's talking about what he's got. She, she's done a an essay, and and he's like, "You're ready for the exam," and she's, "Oh, I don't know." How long? It's how long has she been preparing for this? It feels like three, four months, maybe. Doesn't GCSEs take two years to study for? No, 
yes, they do when you're at school and you're doing ten at once. I suppose so. You should, and also, that she's feels quite easy then, really. I she might she get would a have few more under my belt myself. But didn't she go to school? She should have learned this already. Like, surely she's just refreshing herself. Uh, yeah, maybe. She she surely has the grasp of basic English. Is she so bad that she, she can't... She does have the world's best teacher, Daniel Osborne. If she can't... If she's, like, so bad that she can't do the basics in three months, then she's never going to get a pass anyway, so forget it. <laughs> right, so anyway, Suki congratulates Bethany in the cafe about the chit-chat gig... And Bethany's like, oh, don't tell anyone because I'm going to do it under my under a fake name because my family think I'm writing for demeanour. And again, like, she's she's crapping all over Chit Chat too. But when Daniel does it, she's like, snob. <laughs> anyway, Daniel brings Lauren um, a, a, a form so she can apply for this GCSE exam. And How it's much was like it? £128. £148. I know. This is why you take advantage of your... Like, they don't tell you this at school. One of the things they should tell you is, like, pay you attention. Do if you yeah. don't do it now, it actually will cost you money what later. What would you rather pay? Attention or 150 grand? Exactly. Not grand, pounds. <laughs> I don't Might even be 150 that grand by the time you... They should be like, right, while you're here at school, you can have free dentistry, you get free exams, and if you want it, we'll take your appendix out too. Mm. All for free. I hate it when they start talking about exam grades now. I don't understand. What do you say? It's at least a five. Four's a pass. What does that mean? Why did they change it? (laughs) I think literally we've changed our grading system just to... To make other people... To make exams that... Is it to make everyone else feel stupid? And that ergo the British feel cleverer for knowing what the number system means? But we don't know. Well, the people that are doing it. Eventually, people younger than us. But the, 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 the... Like... The alphabetical score of like A to F is universally understood. Everybody who uses the alphabet knows. Oh, isn't that a grade that's used across the, the world? No yeah, one does one to f- probably. seven. <laughs> Which one's, what's the highest? Is seven the best or is one the best? I think seven or nine. I think it's nine. It's stupid. I think that's the best Why because Daniel said nine? that four's the past. I don't know. They should, have just, they should have just added an S grade to the normal rankings if yeah. they wanted to modernise it. S plus. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, the, and when you go into the exam, the examiner's there and he's got a picture of all the people doing the exam and he drags you up to S tier. He's doing the rankings of the... <laughs> or they could have made it like bronze, silver, gold and platinum, couldn't they? Just a, They could have done a lot a t- of things. But, There's nothing intrinsically logical about nine being the highest number. No. But anyway, the only, thing, the only no reason it makes sense is because they can just go, oh, we've added 10, we've added 11, we've added 12. I suppose so, yeah. Um, I, again, <laughs> I, I could not care one jot about Lauren and her GCSE. I, no. the, I, I can't think of anything that I've cared less about in Coronation Street in recent years. Well, right, anyway, he brings her an example and she's like, this. oh no, that's a lot of, uh, a lot of dates I've got to go on to get this. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. She could probably earn that in a night on her back. Michael, <laughs> I was trying to be delicate. That's <laughs> rude. Bethany and Daniel in the bistro later. and That was really unpleasant. Sorry. Bethany and Daniel in the bistro later. And she's like, oh, oh, I hope that the magazine will accept 50 words over the word count. And then the phone rings and he picks up her phone. She's gone to bog or something. And he says, oh, it's this Bethany Platt's phone. Her PA speaking. And it's Steph from Chit Chat. We never find out whether she doesn't mind the extra 50 words, do we? No. <laughs> I mean, if she's anything like me... When you me, got writing that good. She'll say, as long as... You know, I'm not paying for them, though. 
Just stick it into ChatGPT and say reduce it yeah, by 50, 50 words. words. Mm. She gets back and he's a bit judgy about this. He's like, oh. Little bit. He says, oh, what's your byline going to be? Is it going to be my holiday couple swap hell or my Botox fillers gone wrong or something? She's like, what are you talking about? How do you know about you, you snob? And he's like, oh, I'm not being snobby. Oh, no, I didn't mean, you've got the wrong idea about me. I'm Daniel. I'm I'm a man of the people. If they want to read chit chat and rot their brains, it's up to them. I don't mind. <laughs> And she, and he's like, so what is it you're actually writing? And he was like, she says, oh, um, well, it was about Ryan and Daisy. And uh, maybe it was about you. What did he think she was writing about before? Um, she wouldn't say, would she? She was being very cagey about it. Anyway, she says, I've changed your name. So don't worry about it. Daniel is not taking this well. And he's like, was this why you're going out with me? Is this why you were talking to Lauren? She's like, no, but yeah, but no. And he gets very annoyed. Um, but she dumps him because she's so fronted. They're both a pair of snobs, aren't they? Honestly, she goes home to Sarah's house and she and uh, tells her mum everything. And Daniel was a snob, so she dumped him. And she tells her what the article was about. Sarah's such a bitch. She's like, "Oh, juicy." It just kind of comes out over the course of the conversation that she, she really does, does like, like Daniel. Like Bethany, like... Sarah, don't go to your mum for for love advice, Bethany. Look who she's sitting on the sofa smooching, mm. trying to buy a house with. She's an idiot. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Oh, I like Daniel. Oh, so she goes groveling back to him. Ship, Daniel and Bethany. Yeah, who likes them together? Anybody, okay, I'll, I'll put, I left now. silence for you to speak up, but you didn't. So she goes back to Daniel. Oh, sorry, Daniel. Oh, I got I got fired from demeanour for not checking my sources. I think it's because I still see Bethany as like a child. a child, a little girl. She's been away for a few years. She obviously is over the age of 20 now. But to me, she's still well, he's... baby-faced 16-year-old Bethany. Well, it's oh because she's an immature Again. and he is such a stick in the mud that the it, it's not age gap, it's maturity gap. Mm. Yeah, I think so. He's he's an old man. He's like he? born smoking a pipe. Mm. So um, she says, "I've printed the article out. I'm saying something. Please read it." And and before they get any further, Lauren comes in, and Lauren immediately comes in like, "Oh, hi everyone." Ooh. And as soon as I saw her Me, face, and she, like she's great. She's really great at acting, Lauren. She does the perfect job because she just looked miserable. And as soon, but as soon as she came in, I was like, "No, it's already a." It's already a miserable scene because she's trying to grovel to Daniel who doesn't deserve it. And then she's like, oh, I can't afford to do my GCSE. And and he says, I'll give you the money for it. And she's like, oh, no, I don't want... Okay, then. Yeah, basically. What a dilemma. So later on, Bethany gets a message. Lauren just keeps inserting herself into scenes this episode. It was mostly about Daniel and Bethany. And every now and then, Lauren would go, hello, it's me. Just to I'm tell you about my, my exams, I'm doing my GCSEs, I'm not doing my GCSEs, I can't afford it. Oh, go on then, if you're paying, I suppose so. Oh, but I'm very sad about I'm it. Very because sad. Because I've got a tragic, mysterious secret. Well, she's going, oh, Also, I'm being harassed by Bobby. pay you back £10 a week, maybe. It's like, well, maybe stop drinking alcohol out of a fishbowl and you could afford to pay it back faster. Hmm. So, later on, Bethany gets a text message from Daniel going, I've read it, I want to talk. So she goes to see him and he says... I, I, you know, I've, I've read it all and I've corrected all your spelling. Um, it's very good writing. You should be aiming higher than chit chat, but I'm not negging it. I'm not. I'm not trying to put you down. Um, but you're you're writing for a trash mag. But don't take that the wrong way. 
Um, she says, oh, thank you. Then Lauren comes in again. Hello, sorry, I saw... She's like a toddler who keeps breaking into, like, Valentine's Day to, to, so uh, they can prevent you having another kid. <laughs> Hello, are you going to get it on? No, you're not. Look at me. I'm going to put you off. Yeah, Lauren doesn't really feel like she belongs anywhere. Oh. She was having her funny little scenes with Ryan last year. Now he's off in Glasgow. She hasn't got any... Hasn't really got any mates, has Oh, she? no, but Daniel's... Her, um, Bobby's her friend now. So she's like, I've registered, hooray. Oh, Bobby wants a drink with me, I'm going. So he, she goes and Daniel says, you know what, even though this is a really nicely written piece and it's very balanced and fair and, um, you know, you, you mature and nuanced, etc. Daisy, and you've changed the names, Daisy's still going to know it's about her and she's going to get mad when she reads it. You need to tell her. Um, which will be... I'm looking forward to that scene. Yeah, yeah, there should be... It should be quite fireworky. I hope that Jenny's there in the background to give Daisy a bit of a backup. Yeah, backup. Then we get Lauren joining Bobby for a drink and he's proud of her and she's pleased that he is. She does... It does kind of feel like she's just given in to his... Lauren and Bobby... Pestering. All of her scenes just feels like somebody saw the script and put post-it notes going, no, put this in. Mm. put this in the scene it doesn't matter I know it doesn't fit but put them in the scene yeah anyway um, that was yeah that. sex pest Bobby again yeah whatever so the main event tonight we had Simon's car crash um, Bob, Bobby starting the episode by pouring a can of beer over his head I hated it and and therefore all over Carla's all sofa all over Carla's well. sofa stinking but you know it it's a joke and then it's a jolly jape from Simon's Funny Bobby. Simon's covered in beer and then he puts the duvet over his head. Mm. These are human beings. These are human beings. No human being... It did look like water, to be fair, though. It did it? look like water. <laughs> um, over anyway, the, he, takes over a, he takes a nice fortifying swig of vodka. vodka yeah. because, over the beast because honestly, if what? I woke up and the first thing I saw was Bobby, I'd be the same. <laughs> <laughs> Just to help me get me through <laughs> the morning. <laughs> Nick suggests over at the bistro that they have a romantic night out with Leanne on Valentine's Day. And she's like, what the hell? This Valentine's Day is our busiest day. This is like Father Christmas saying to Mrs. Claus. I don't know. It's a mixed family. Mm. Um, let's just take Christmas off. I don't know whether... Bob- Again, these are supposed to be human beings. I don't know whether... But every day seems to be their busiest day because everybody goes to the bistro... At a drop of a hat. Yeah. It's our busiest day. All the Barlows will be in. I mean, all the Platts will be in. <laughs> um, I was just going to say as well, do you think this this exam that Lauren's going to do, is that going to be mixed up with drama? Does she have to wait until, like, May, June time to do it? That's one thing. And I don't know how is, it works now. Is it going to... Is she actually going to be able to take it or will she be caught up in some drama? I she'll be know. caught up in some drama and then she'll do a little sad face. Mm. But then she'll probably go in and, like, ace it. Probably will. And get, like, a... A ten. Good for her. Simon is um, playing... A, he's at Nick and Leanne's flat playing on his PlayStation later. He's playing a racing game, which I guess is um, some kind of foreshadowing. They could have had him crashing it if they wanted to really lay it on thick. But... Yeah, but they would have to have designed a racing game. I don't know what the game was. I didn't recognise it, but I don't like to play games like that. Um, <laughs> so Sam's got no, this chess competition it wasn't today. Splatoon, was it? it? Sam's got this chess competition on today, and I end up making 
giving up making notes on that. He, di- he didn't win in the I end, I wasn't did interested. He? I'm sorry, Sam. It turned into a, a friend connect game of chess. It but... was. I'm sure it was charming and adorable, but at this point I, I hated everybody and I couldn't understand half of what Sam was even saying today. He kept mumbling. I couldn't hear what he was saying. Yeah, well, yeah there was like, like in the car scenes later, yeah. there was signs, sounds of the Simon. engine drowning him out. Me, 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 me. Um, but yeah, he was playing this chess game and then he follows it, like you said, remotely. And he keeps criticising everyone's moves. And kind of like us there, watching just offer, Coronation Street. Offering sage advice. Like, shut up, Sam. Maybe you'd mm. be crap too. Anyway, before all that, he has to be taken to the chess competition. And who can take him? Only Sam- Simon is free. And he didn't really want to because he knows that he's tanked up. Leanne's like, no, no, who was it? That- it, was, it was Leanne that told him to go, wasn't it? I think. No, it was Nick. Nick, 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 because Nick, Nick, that's it. Nick says you doing go. something, isn't he? Yes, Nick's going off to buy Leanne a secret engagement ring because oh, then he wants right. to get married again to Just her. Just do it online. Um, meanwhile, um, <laughs> Sam's in the cafe. Oh yeah, so Simon comes and picks Sam up. He's got a can in his hand. It's we an were... energy drink. Yeah, I did I th- see it was an energy drink. Okay. He's trying to sober himself up. Yeah, do they do they counteract each other? Yes, you can do that. Right, okay, that's good. Yeah. So, to cut a long story short, he has a bit of a crash. So, it was kind of Sam's... No, not Sam's fault. I was going to say this. Simon but... was driving drunk, but Sam was being um, a bit of a distractive passenger. This is why they have signs on the back of buses that say don't, don't talk do... to the driver yeah. while vehicle is in motion. Do not tap on the glass. Do not say, them. did you write me this card? Yeah, what was that about? Anyway, Roy, Roy had snuck a card into Sam's bag. Uh, Sam finds it and says, "Was this you from Simon? Do you think that Simon would have get, sent you a good luck card?" No, seriously. Also, what was the point of that? What I, I wondered whether there would be a subplot where Simon tried to pretend that somebody stole the car and that's why it crashed, and then they found the, the card uh-huh. in the footwell and went, well, why would why would the thief of the car forge a card from Roy wishing Sam good luck on his chess game then? No, it was just that Simon was trying to pick up the card because yes, it I fell know. in the footwell, and that's what led him to have a crash. But and again, I'm going to say, a, a bollard. to be fair to Sam, children don't get how distracting, even adults at times, are annoying in a car. I don't get why Sam was sitting in the middle seat in the back. So that we could get a good view of his face when he died. Mm. Um, it it wasn't the most exciting of car die, crashes. No, um, we kind of see him almost about to crash and then we see the aftermath of the crash, which is mostly the bumpers smashed up a bit and he's and he's knocked over a 30 miles an hour limit sign. Which which Kevin thought good, was hilarious. Good. Oh, what did he say? What was the He joke? said he's gone Kevin. over the speed limit. Oh yeah, that was Or something fun. like that. Great. Ransom pants. Get it on the get oh, it on, yeah. on, on the internet. Get Abby, Abby. on that. Um, yeah, so he's, he, Simon gets out of the car. It's kind of smoking mm. a bit. It, it did give me a few r- reminders of Imran's death because it was dug by the building with the scaffolding, wasn't it? But he's he's all right and uh, gets sa- sa- Sam out, and then they decide. To, well, he decides that they have to leg it back home and abandon it because he knows he's a little bit little bit sozzled. Um, meanwhile, we got what's we've got going on here. Leanne needs to go off somewhere in the bistro. Nick says, I'll take my car because he knows that Simon has got her car. Um, and then Nick brings out this engagement ring to, to, show, to Toya. show Toya. and says, look, we're going to get married. Oh. So Leanne gets to the flat. It's a little surprised to see that Simon's there with Sam. And Simon's like, oh, he had a little bump in the car. So Leanne goes through quite a lot of the episode thinking it was just a bit of a prang, doesn't she? So she's she's immediately sympathetic. 
and says, well, how bad's the damage? And he says, oh, I abandoned it. And she's like, well, you should have probably stayed with it and let me know about it. Um, and then she remembers that this is an alcoholism story and says, when did you start drinking last night, Simon? Before midnight, I swear, says so Simon. So we've had this before with Emma. Do you remember? She was drunk when she was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. A lesson for somebody. You mean he could have stopped drinking before midnight and he just started again this morning? Yeah, that is truthful. Yeah. Um, so he starts to realise... Anyway, like I said before, your one true easy way, get out of jail free card and you can use me as evidence. I'll go to court for you to stand up and say, um, if you're in a car crash and you, you've, you're drunk, you immediately get out of the car and start drinking. Then they can't prove that you... Oh, yeah, that's a good one. See, that's my top tip. You that's said my when, life hack. When we were watching, you said that um, Sam should have got in the driving seat and pretended yeah. it was him. Quick, I'm very intelligent. I'm a child protege, you know. They, um, let, they let me drive already. Sorry, I got distracted because I'm also playing chess. <laughs> yeah, so, so you can use that. You can use that handy tip. Right. And also, if you kill somebody, do it with a leg of lamb that's frozen and then eat it. Yes. Because then the evidence is gone. You, How can you they prove it? You listen to too many of these murder podcasts, Gemma. Yeah, that's what... what yeah, exactly, so watch out. So um, Simon <laughs> kind of starting to realise that he's landed himself in a little bit of a mess, especially as Leanne says, well, look, the police are probably going to be there now. The car's been abandoned and he, we, we need to go back and get it. And he doesn't want to go, obviously, because he doesn't want to get arrested. Um, and he then admits to Leanne that he was over the limit when he drove and probably still is, to be fair. So Leanne's fuming at this, but Simon doesn't want her to tell Nick. He's he like, doesn't like him already. He's like, yeah, proper proper scared of Nick this episode, isn't he? Is Nick she really Nick that bad? He's saying Nick's going to throw him out. Is he? Maybe it's just that disapproving glare. Oh, yeah, the squint of disapproval mm. again. Yeah, maybe. Um... <laughs> He go, Leanne goes to the garage and says, Abby, look, you can have Valentine's meal on me if you go and rescue the car now. Um, Why don't you just pay for it? Why don't you just pay her to do a job? Well, I think she's already kind of busy, so she, and she wants to do well, it. Well, Kevin does it anyway. Oh, yeah, she does, he does, doesn't she? Um, Nick sees Kevin come back to the Victoria Street later with Leanne's car sort of looking a bit worse for wear on the back of it. And he's like, bloody hell, what's happened? Rushes inside. Simon, meanwhile, is having a sneaky pee around the corner. Hang on. A peer, not a, a peer. Pee. Yes, a peer around the corner. He's having a little look. And then he leaves Peter a sad voice message saying, oh, I really need you here, Dad. What it's all, all Peter's fault, isn't it? Yeah. And, like, Pete, I want to know what Peter's like when he's listening to all these no, messages. No, he deleted going, it. He deleted it. Oh, did he? Yeah. But he has, I'm sure he's left in messages before and Peter's just like there going la 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 I'm round the other side of the world nothing I can do about it you'll be fine Simon I feel well, bad for him I think that between the two of them Leanne and Peter are both terrible aren't they because Leanne is over mothering him and like helping him out of every t- every single time he does anything wrong she's like I'll fix it for you like he's just gone oh yeah I was drink driving with a kid in the car and I crashed your car and I left it there sorry and she's like oh, I'm very disappointed in you Anyway, and let's try and keep yeah, it hidden away let's from Let's cover, Nick. let's cover it up. And then Peter's like, "Sorry, I can't. There's no reception <laughs> in Europe." Um, so Simon also starts looking for train tickets to London because he's going to do that it before run it. away. Um, Nick's trying to get hold of Simon later just to make sure he's okay, and he is. He's hiding around the corner. Um, and then Leanne goes back to the flat and finds Simon with a packed hold all. She catches him no, mid, mid run away and gives him a nagging of a lifetime about the whole situation. He's like, oh, Nick will throw me out. I might as well be homeless in London as homeless here. <laughs> and then Nick comes in and, and Leanne covers for him. 
Yeah, because well she's done. a good mum. Is she? Saying the brakes Is that failed. what it is? Yeah. Is that how, what you describe it as? So, um, so Nick, what, what were we thinking? Nick and Leanne getting married again? Is that going to be the wedding of 2024 on wow. Coronation Street? I kind of forget whether they're married or not, those well, two. Not, they've been on and off. So they've, they have been married at least twice before, haven't they? To each other. Allegedly. Like... I mean, uh, what could go wrong with the secret... Yeah, I think Nick's not going to be best pleased when he realises that um, Leanne's covering up with the fact that Simon put his son in mortal danger. But he was alright. He was fine. He was alright. Well, they yeah, she's like, oh, the brakes failed. And he's like, oh, never mind. Mm. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, that was that. Cool. <laughs> Moving on to, to Dee Dee. It's because yeah. I'm tired. I'm sorry. I'm just tired. It is tiring, but... There wasn't a whole lot of inspiring in tonight's episode. It was just like the 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 no, okayest like of the okay episodes. Could have done without this episode. Like what? I know that they had they what right? Okay, why are they spending all this money on stupid stunts like blowing up vans and crashing cars and stuff? Nobody wants this. It doesn't doesn't really change anything either because Simon came over and went, sorry, Leanne. And Leanne went, that's all right. We'll keep a secret from, from Nick so that he ruins my wedding. Uh, really? Back, back in the day, a car crash used to mean something. I know. And they, they, it's, it's ten of penny What's, now, really, isn't it? And it costs money. This is all cost money. Instead of spending money on crashing Simon's car, why didn't they keep the lawyer's office? I don't... I mean... I, I like a stunt. I like. I do. I love a good stunt in Coronation Street, but mm. they're just starting to feel yeah, a bit it's low the weekly stakes. stunt or like the monthly stunt. Yeah, they are, and then nothing happens. Like no, they, no, they walk never. out and they're fine. Yes. and yeah, we got a nice little little location we shoot. A car. But right, on I, well, there was there was no peril in. Nobody any... was worried. No. Right, so. Um, There's only a little bit of the DD story that I want there. No, DD and Joel love each other and, and Ali's pleased. Yeah, basically. Oh, that was it. No. Oh, that was it. That's, that's everything. Well, we still don't know what Joel's, you know, does Joel no, know don't any know other. This, don't know who this Emily Who's is. Who's Emily? Does Joel have any other conspiracy theories he wants to share, you know, like the royal family's bunch of reptilians? people, yeah. I don't know, maybe. Um, that, that was it. So um, I wonder whether he's got any controversial views about conspiracies and global elites and adrenochrome and babies and if he did Epstein's I'm sure Island. Peter would come back to Weatherfield to discuss that I'd love him, him to get like properly in the weeds with like, the most bizarre like QAnon <laughs> like remember when they all thought that JFK was going to come back to life no they, the, a load that of them passed me by a load of them all went to where he was killed in Dealey Plaza and they were convinced he was going to come back to life oh. literally no he didn't <laughs> Um, right, let's let's end this here because I've got... puts out in misery. Very, very little to say. We've still got 40 minutes out of it nearly, but yeah, it was just... Um, things happened in today's episode, but on the whole, that was a... That was a that was a not great week, was it? <sighs> to be... Maybe I'm looking back on Monday's episode with the with the with the Tommy Orpington and Steve stuff and thinking... Yeah, that exactly, it was good. That wasn't so bad. That was good. Look, the... the the writer, it's not the writer's fault because they get given what the story is. And the story, I don't know what's going on with some of them. Some of them are just not, I'm not going to be interested in them. It doesn't really matter what happens because uh, the characters aren't interesting or the, the idea behind the story just doesn't appeal to me. 
But there are people making ridiculous decisions in order to facilitate the plot, which has been a problem with Corrie for, you know, I'm say about five years now. Mm. Um, Bring back Kate Oaks. That's all but there's been some great, there, there've been some funny, you know, lines and some good performance. Oh, I don't know. They, they're, they're just, um, they're just doing stories. I don't want to be relentlessly negative. Inclu- including characters that we're not really into at the moment. Uh, but it was nice that Abby was back in it. I mean, I'm sure we'll, that's the last we'll have seen of her for another two months again, I expect. Um, let's... Why are they bringing... Why are they using characters that no one's interested in over characters that people like? Why do they? Why are they using all these boring characters no one asked for or new returning characters? Like, I'm, I don't want to be really mean and I don't like singling people out and it's no reflection upon the actors themselves, but, like, Lauren, Damon, Bobby, nobody wants them to be the linchpin of a week. No. There are other characters that people love that would we would love to see... And they're just being spending their time on the periphery, going all, oh, oh dear, or nothing, or not even in it, or coming into the bistro to book a table, and then that's their appearance count for the week. Yeah, right. Come on, let's end this. What what we give it? Character of the week. Um, mm. We mm. we talk about it later. We do we do wisdom. talk about this later, <laughs> and I'm not going to say that tonight's changed my mind on it. Mm. So um, I think like yeah, Tim Tim was my character of the week. And he didn't really do much, but I quite enjoyed his little rivalry with uh, with Steve about, oh, Tommy's painting my bedroom. I really don't know who to pick. I'm sorry. I'm really mad about this whole week. You've got to pick somebody. you got to... Tommy Orpington. Tommy Orpington. I'll let you pick Tommy Orpington. I would have picked Sam, but I couldn't understand what he was saying. It wasn't, you know, one of Sam's best week. He was there as a a plot device to help get Simon out on the road. um, I'm only saying it because I know that some people do struggle to understand what, like, characters say. And it's not necessarily, you know, don't feel bad and it's not a bad... Probably struggle to hear what we're saying at some point. Um, I am going to give this week's Coronation Street. Uh, I'm going to give this two and a half books that Joel's read about the JFK assassination because one of them was too long and it had really long words. <laughs> two and a half, you say? Um, I think I'm, I'm going less generous than that. I think. Well, I know, but I gave I gave Monday's banging, didn't I? Yeah, I'm going to give this week's Cory two bottles of orange juice or OJ as I call it. <laughs> That was just the worst. <laughs> just a little call back to another Bobby zinger from Wednesday's episode Why or whatever day of the week it was. <laughs> because he's funny. Like I get, it's a funny I can thing get to say. how it might, I can get the delivery of it. It might be funny if it's a, a part of a stand-up as a joke about how lame it is that he says he calls it OJ like he's the only one he's ever called it OJ. But you've got to be on the side of the character to find that funny that he's being self What's it called? Depreciate. Yeah. Like, you can't take the mic out of yourself when everyone already hates you because they're just like, yeah, you are an idiot. Do you see what I mean? You need to <laughs> yeah, have a course. bit... You need to have the goodwill of people to poke fun at yourself because... Well, I'm not going to explain Right, it. that's enough moaning. I'm really sorry. I, I know people, people do like it when we moan sometimes, but I think it's when we moan in a funny way and today was just felt like a depressing moan about the fact that this week was a bit pants... Um, and again, always, I say thank you very much to Corey for writing and producing this because it's... Still love Corey. That's still love what we Corey, have to, we have to be critical when to we be, can. We can't bum lick all the time. I don't want to be so so mean and um, unfair, but I think the criticism is generally fair. 
But, I, um, I, and it must be really dispiriting, and I don't want anyone to feel to feel bad. But I don't. I ha- I've got I'm no really idea. Honest. I don't know what's happening next week. I've not seen anything in the previews, but. I guess we'll find out soon because we've got four episodes to enjoy, haven't we? Right, we're about to go into the news section. So we're going to flash back to earlier this afternoon when we read all about our news. Um, Sorry. So here it is. It's the news. Time for the news, Gemma. News yeah. time. Yes, we are We are back. We have still not watched Sunday night's Coronation Street. So if you're listening to this chronological great. episode, of, if you're listening to this podcast chronologically, as I assume most people are... Um, yeah. You know, whether it was good or not on Sunday night, but don't it spoil was great. it for us. We'll watch I loved it in three hours time. when Bobby revealed... Do you know anything that's happening in tonight's episode? Yeah, Bobby's going to reveal that it was all a big joke <laughs> and he's actually just a normal... Do you know Do you know what's going to happen no. tonight's episode? Okay, okay, Do that's you fine. know? I know something that's going to happen What's going to happen? I'm not going to tell... Oh, no, I can't tell... No, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Even though we've just been talking about it on the podcast, which we haven't, what but is... people have heard us. Okay, right, then. Let's talk about the news. The news. Sad times. Claire Sweeney is out oh, of is she? dancing. Yeah, she is. Yeah, I she don't can. know, do I? You don't care. <laughs> Demma, how dare you? She listens to this podcast sometimes. No, listen, I don't care about dancing on ice. <laughs> well, I'm... But everyone knows that. Yes. Um, it also and means always... that she doesn't have to... She can dedicate more of her time to Coronation Street and being Cassie. And everyone knows that I have to say every time. <laughs> yes, um... It, it did kind of suck reason, for her though. last week. Yeah, she she hasn't. She was injured. She she'd had a fall during her training, and she'd hurt her ribs and dislocated her shoulder. So with not much time to spare, they oh, had to earth. they had to rejig her routine. And sometimes sometimes you know we've watched bits of Dancing on Ice over the years, haven't we? Like we watched it more when Jane Jane Danson was on it and Brooke Vincent were on it. But when people have had injuries in the past, they've generally had the week off. Haven't they? I don't know. But I guess Claire Sweeney was like, the show must go on. And so they, and they did. And she got paid off. That was, so that was really rude. It was, it was sad. She, she danced to Hey Big Spender. Like um, and I watched the routine and it really, you know, watching it yesterday on YouTube, it felt like, yeah, this is a, this is a gentle routine. It felt like it was her partner that was doing all the heavy lifting. Um, and she was, yeah, she was, not she fair, was, she was smiling away. She was, she is a show woman as Claire did Sweeney. Why they make her do it? Um, but she got, I think, six, 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 five and a half in the end. Then she was in the dance off and she did relight my fire, the skate off, sorry. And, um, yeah, got, got kicked out in the end, but it really does feel like it's kicking her when she's down. Um, but anyway, um. Ryan Thomas is still in there as as the classic Corrie representative, so I guess maybe in the next few weeks we'll um we'll join Team Ryan. But I I'm I'm gutted for Claire, and it feels like it's not really fair. But if she needs no. to recover and recuperate now, maybe it's best that she's not putting herself through all this all this strain. I wouldn't want to dislocate my shoulder. And as we always say, she did a hell of a lot better than either of us could have done because I don't know how to ice skate. No, I'd be great at this. Do you reckon? Yeah, I'll be one of those ones where they're like, she must have done dance before. <laughs> um, bad luck. Um, now, speaking of um, not having the best of times recently, Sue Cleaver has been um, talking recently. 
about the fact that Eileen was so absent from last year's Coronation Street, which we did pick up as well on the end of year review show, and maybe even the Bobbins were saying what's happened to Eileen. But yes, it turns out that she's been on a, another another podcast recently, not another Curry podcast, but the White Wine Question Time podcast, Gemma, um, and she's been talking about just what a rubbish year 2023 was for her. So started off with a hysterectomy, and then she ended. Apparently, at some point, she ended herself in a A and E. She doesn't. No, give she the, no. Oh no, she Say ends up in you- intensive what. Say what you mean. She went to A and E. I know, but you said you, she ended herself. I oh, know. I, I ended up in A and E, and she was in intensive care, and she's not been into details about why she ended up in intensive care. But that was like proper shocking to hear about that. Thank goodness she's okay now. And I know she's also. Do you remember it was late last year? There was the the story about her having to deny that she's taken special gums to to help her weight loss, and she's like, no, I Gum. you know. Gummy sweets, and she's like, "No, I don't. I don't want to be like this." Um, but yeah, she's had a really rotten, rough times. But um, luckily, she's she's bouncing back, and I hope that we are going to see a lot more Eileen this year because I genuinely love Eileen. I think that Sue Cleaver is a lot of fun. Uh, but she's had yeah, a really rough year. So hopefully, you're on the mend. Seems like it. Get well soon from us. Um, and we do we know that she's going to be doing a sister act in the musical coming up soon we mentioned that last week on the podcast so things are looking good um not so much um at the at the broadcast awards on when was that monday tuesday i can't remember she was there as curry's representative alongside uh dan brocklebank she looked pretty he amazing billy yes did you have you, have you seen many pictures yeah they of those? both look good didn't they sue wash yeah she was wearing this like black oh, um nice. sooty lady suit i don't know what it's called sooty lady suit. she looked amazing but uh, sadly um, they didn't give the award to the best-looking attendees. Otherwise, Corrie clearly Always would have wiped the floor with the rest. And it was one of these other ones where casualty wins, and we go, hmm, but does that count? Should that even be in the category? I'm not well, saying that doc- Corrie would have won. Is, then casualty should be. <laughs> it's different. It's totally, totally different. I'm not saying that Corrie would have automatically beaten EastEnders, who are apparently having a good year at the moment, or Emma Dale, about- but I don't think it's fair that that casualty is judged in a similar way. What about Rescue 999? Never heard of it. Isn't that the one where they're like, oh, so-and-so fell in a hole? That's, what, 999? Is it not called Rescue 999? Is he talking about the one that was on when we were little? Mm. With Michael Burke? Michael Burke. No, that was just 999. No, it's not that. Anyway, bad luck, Coronation Street, but good news is at least you won't be losing out in the British Soap Awards this year to the other shows because there are no British Soap Awards this year still. And at least in the future you won't be able to lose out to Doctors. Yes, that is true as well. Um, I don't know what's going on with these Radio Times Awards, but anyway, anyway. Um, We've also got um, uh, Sue Cleaver isn't the only person from Coronation Street that's treading the boards this year. Um, If you go up to Manchester on Sunday the 25th of February, which is in two weeks' time, then you may well be able to see Jodie Prenger and Peter Gunn performing in Gypsy the Musical at the Manchester Opera House. I want to see that. Didn't didn't Glenda say something about um, some clothes or items that she was wearing being a leftover from from Gypsy before? I'm sure that she mentioned that in the show, but I don't know. Is it about the the person who murdered her mum? No, it is not. Um, I'm I don't going know what, to see that. I don't know what Gypsy the Musical is, but apparently it's a good one. It's also got Harriet Thorpe in, who is, is <gasps> lovely. And um, she's now been in two soaps. She's Lens currently Spitz in EastEnders. Still Lens waiting Spitz for Harriet. 
Yeah, still waiting for her to uh, to cross over to Coronation Street. Channel, and she's just, just going around the whole you. lot. But um, anyway, that should be quite good. It's it's also involved. It's it's not play, it's not playing at the Hope Mill Theatre, but the the guys from Hope Mill Theatre have been involved in putting it together, which is the lovely theatre that we saw Sally yeah. Matthews in. Um, in we went about there, a year ago, and also no, two years that ago. was where um, Shanique Stenham Brown uh, was the director of one of the yes. She was there, wasn't she? She was we didn't, the, before we before being in Corrie. Before she was famous. Yeah. Anyway, um, that might be up your street. We're still thinking about maybe going to see Sue Cleaver playing in in um, what's it? And we also might see. Oh, Tom Boyce has started his sleuth run now. Messaged him the other day. It's going well. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if anyone's if anyone's going to see Tom Boyce. Let us know what it's like. Oh. Mm. It seems like loads of people in Korea are doing extracurricular activities and doing stage work this year because <sighs> they've not got anything to do with them on the show because there's million people on the cast. I want to go see Sarah Snook, Snook, Snook mm. in the portrait of Dorian Gray, but What's it's like two hundred pounds. It's theatre. No. She's playing in the theatre, and yeah. I can't afford to go because it's like the tickets are ridiculous amounts of money. Sorry. Can, why wasn't she in Coronation Street? If she was in Coronation Street, I could, could have go. Could have on the Patreon. I'll just say, sorry everybody, there's going to be no merch this year because I'm going to see Sarah Snook. Who is? I Sick. don't even know who Sarah She's from Snook Succession. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, I love that. Anyway, show. that's all there is for news this week, apart from, don't forget, there's a four episodes of Coronation Street over what the next it? five Monday, days. What is it? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Wednesday, Friday. Wednesday, Friday. Forget it's it. On forget this about week. it. No, don't forget. Forget about it's, it. It's a tough it. week for Jenny because it's her deadline. I'm not doing it. I quit. I'm sorry. I don't have time for this. You do not quit. And it's, it's also it's Pancake be... Day and it's Valentine's Day. I don't know what they think they're playing at. People got other things to do. <laughs> they're losing the crowd. The Pancake and Valentine's Day crowd <laughs> when they put... What? Yeah, Pancake Day is Tuesday, isn't it? There is going to... Yes. <gasps> we're going to not what be able to watch live. Why? Say, well, because we've got our, our friends around for No, pancakes. we're not. You obviously don't read your text messages. No, I don't. What are we doing for Pancake Day this <laughs> no year? No one's coming. Because they're all watching Coronation Street. No, they're not. Has nobody come to our house for Pancake Day? We're having it next week and I told you that. I literally told you this. I said to you, listen I, but to I thought me. when you said next week, you actually meant this week coming. Well, that would be the week that we were going to do it. Why would I tell you that? I suppose because you wouldn't know that either, would I you? Know. Oh, okay. Well, we can have our own pancakes, can't we? We can have curry pancake time. It'll be lovely. Um, shall we? Shall we go? Curry pancake. We... we can make oh, flavors for each character. Yeah. Name let's get them on. after, like like Steve. You could, sad you could make French... a crepe Suzette one, and that can be your flame and Nora. Yeah. Uh, pancake, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of any more. <laughs> let's do some well, feedback it would be a instead. Sad, a sad French seduction with Steve with like a bit of soggy brie. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's move on. Let's do the feedback. We have got some feedback, Gemma, to talk about before we finish the show today. Thank you, everybody who's given us feedback. Don't be, be kind in your feedback to this episode. Oh, I, wow. I don't think this has been... Do you this it? hasn't been podcasting masterclass here, but don't blame us. We're, we're working with the material that we've got in the time that is given to us. Um, last week's Coronation Street scored 3.65 on our Facebook group. Thank you to everybody who voted. And that included Pat, who gave it three and a half teachers at a naughty school out of five. Pamela, four board housewives for Tommy out of five. And Richard gave it three and a half wagon wheels being chased under the sofa out of five. Then I had our half a wagon wheel rolls under the sofa, but... That, that mine is not to question. Um, now I I besmirched Pat's name by saying she said something that she didn't say. Oh, was Pat the one that? Yeah, maybe. What did I say? I've forgotten. You said that. No, I don't remember. But 
Well, sorry. Never mind. I can't remember her. what it is now. Hopefully she's forgotten as well. Um, we got a message th- today, uh, earlier this week, from um, somebody called Courtney, who says, hello, hello. I'm a Texan. I'm sorry, Courtney, what they did to your name. I'm a Texan oh, married to a Mancunian. We live here in the States. My wonderful husband and mother-in-law introduced me mm-hmm. to Corrie nearly 21 years ago. I was listening to this episode and I've become an instant fan. Ah. I love the past week's shows, especially enjoyed Gail and David's cute scooter and your mention of Nick and his squint of disapproval. <laughs> Thank you for your podcast. That's nice. We've got a new, Thank you, new listener in Texas. That's pretty cool. That is very cool. Yes. Can we come and see Texas with you? Do please? you want to go to Texas? Yeah, all right. I think you would find it too hot. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Gemma doesn't what like about, the heat. What, Courtney is a new listener. Gemma what, will mo- moan about the, the heat given a couple of couple of months' time. In fact, you were saying it was too hot today, weren't yeah, it you? Yeah, it was. There was sun. There was sun shining on Gemma, therefore I was like, it was is, too hot. I, I'm sorry, but what is happening? You'd be a brilliant vampire. Um, it's now, oh no, it's 21 degrees on Thursday. You've got nice. to get right out of here with that. <laughs> Thank you, Courtney. I hope that um, this episode was not right. too bad and you're still listening. Um, do you want to do this next one? Louise says she loved the bonus podcast because she's a big Gladiators fan. Yeah, 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 I said that some people said about that. Oh, I love this. Louise, you're right. As soon as Eclipse was mentioned as a possible Gladiator name, my initial thought was Spider or possibly Toya mm. to a much lesser extent as there was a storyline in 1999 where they ended up camping out on the Red Rack to caps- catch a glimpse of the solar eclipse of 1999 and ended up missing it by getting together instead. Plus, if you really wanted to stretch it, you could see Spider as Eclipse since Spider is a very new age celestial environmental mindset that was brilliant well done Louise a clip I don't know whether people would get it can you imagine Why? Spider jumping onto the stage saying, and here's Eclipse? Now, the reason he's called this is because back in 1999, he and Toya were out on the Red Rack together. But that's all the logic of all of them. <laughs> I guess so. I'll do, I just think that Spider is a good enough gladiator name as that it is. That is actually quite cool. <laughs> but no, Louise, no, shut up. Or is his gladiator name Tarantula? No, Louise is right. Yeah, it's a good one. Oh, it's nice. I'm glad that people enjoyed the Gladiators episode. It was a lot of fun to do. She put more thought into it than we did. Oh, Rana, she'd be monsoon because she cries. <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. <laughs> um, Rebecca's feedback on last week. She says, I did think that Tommy Owen Tracy had chemistry and Toya is too good for Tommy. He isn't that type at all. Yeah, Toya's off the radar oh, I didn't, this week. Isn't I didn't she, say she was too good for Tommy. I just said that I felt there was might be some some a gap there in in interests yeah um i also loved the ken and tommy scene too is tracy too old to get pregnant though although steve raising tommy's baby would be funny i don't really want to get a pregnancy story involved rebecca every woman on coronation street is incredibly fertile at all times unless they're having a story about how they're not (laughs) well Steve, as we know, has got super sperm, hasn't he? So I wonder whether super soaker down there. Yeah, I I wonder whether just being in the vicinity of Steve McDonald has oh maybe it's revived "Ah." Tracy's flagging reproductive. No, I thought you were going to say like when women synchronize their periods, which we all know is not true. Men, what? What do you mean? My mind is blown. What? I thought you did. No, it's, I don't understand how this... This, to me, is the same kind of thought process as the... Remember the tongue map we used to do at school? Yeah. They were like, oh, you can only taste sour from... It's like, no, you can't. What do you mean? That's obviously blatantly false. Anyone who knows anybody else who has a period and knows other people that do could tell you that doesn't happen. It's stupid. Anyway. I know. Anyway, I thought maybe men have the same thing where if there's one virile one, they all kind of like up their game. Like the sperm are going, hey guys, why don't you try harder? And they're like, oh, good idea. Well, you don't want to look unmanly. Exactly. Against the other sperm, you? want to father all the children. Yeah. I don't... 
Do you think that is that Tracy, how it works? I think that Tracy absolutely could still get pregnant. She's not too old to get no. pregnant. Um, whether they'll go down that route, or I don't know. The fact that they mentioned him and his. Why did they bring up mm. that she said, "Why don't you have kids?" It feels like a bit of a oh, this is where they're going to go down. Like, but why not? Mm. Um, Rebecca that would also, actually be kind of interesting. We need this pregnancy storyline. We haven't had one for ages. The last person who had a baby was Abby, and she didn't even know she was pregnant. Yeah, but there's been that hasn't stopped there being pregnancy storylines, though. We had, uh, don't forget, mm, Summer was Summer, pregnant yeah. a year ago. Who could forget? Rebecca also says, I feel so bad for Ed, although I can understand why people are angry with him too. I really loved both the Ryan and Shanique acting this week. Uh, Bethany's being such a cow this week again, although her jumping on the catfishing would make sense and start the wheels in motion of a possible Daniel-Daisy reunion. Although that won't happen for a while yet. Daisy is definitely heading for a breakdown, and I don't blame her what Daisy has gone through. Love the mention of Sarah's ex-boyfriends, and I shouted out Scooter too. Um, I think that's the test of being a true Corey fan, isn't it, Gemma? If you shouted out Scooter before it was mentioned on the programme. If you shouted you Scooter Macuna, you get an extra mark. Mm. Um, yeah, Because I give myself an extra I, mark. I, with Bethany, I'm, I'm really... I'm still waiting for there to be a good reason for her to be back. Do you know? Like, um, she's been in it on and off. I don't not like yeah, Bethany. Yeah, yeah, well, they brought the But there's, so far, I'm not like, oh, thank you, what a brilliant comeback this is. I'm loving this. This The, the show feels whole again. She's she's coming across as being a bit annoying and, you know, how she's trying to dig for the Selfish. details and she's she's got secrets. Um, yeah, I've, yeah I, I'm not quite, quite loving this comeback yet. Um, finally, sad that Moses seems to have left. Yeah, has he gone? Has was that gone? was that conversation in the booth him actually going? Because I'd be gutted. No. I only just found the actor on Instagram and followed him, so um, maybe so I left he, it too is late. Has he, he got like his seem like he's got a lot of spare time on his hands? I don't, I don't know. Maybe I need to look at his pictures. But if that is the end of Moses, seriously, don't even ask. What, what's what's the no point? More. It's another. Let's bring in a character for a few weeks when, when somebody else it. could have done. Stop doing it. And he was really nice as well. I know, but we don't need any new characters. But I would, I would have or happily, have kept, I would have kept Moses. Get I think rid it, of some people and then get new people. I like Moses gone. I didn't mind Sarge gone, but we still can't seem to shake Joel, can we? But yeah, you know, he's getting interesting. So um, I'm wondering too. Rebecca says if Jim might replace Moses as Paul's carer. <laughs> I was just thinking of Jim McDonald, not Jim McDonald. You know, Jim Jim Shelley's PA. Right, yeah, I, I also thought Jim McDonald. Actually, I I would I would pay for that. Yeah, I'll pay his wages. If Gotta, what about you, Paul? I was in a wheelchair as well. I you just know. pulled myself up by my bootstraps. Although to be fair, when, when when Jim was in a, a wheelchair, he, he did bad, he, he didn't really enjoy and it, and he tried Daniel. to kill himself by running in front of you a car. Say, you should try. <laughs> Just try doing that. Yeah. You want to end it? Yeah, exactly. So I, I hear, I'll, I hear, Paul, that you, you want to end your own <laughs> no, life. You All can't. you need to do is run no. into, wheel yourself into the cobbles no. when the way, whether the wayfarers coming down Rosman Street. No. You know what I'm saying? We can't <laughs> say that. Oh, uh, anyway, we don't. Recommend. Character of the week for Rebecca is Tommy Orpington. Although, oh, I wonder who we picked as character of the week because we still haven't decided yet. Have oh, we? Yeah, you haven't watched question. Sunday's episode. Um, tell you what, let's just pause for a minute. Up until oh, this point, yeah. who has your character of the week been? Oh, God. Oh, I think um, mine is probably Tim. JFK. I think, no. Can't, you've got to have someone who's in it. The man I've, who I've killed en- JFK. I've enjoyed Tim the most this week for, because I've actually found him quite funny. I said before he killed JFK, haven't I? Who's your character of the week? 
Everyone knows what my theory is. Okay, I'm going to carry on. Gemma, um, just dodging yeah, the question. Tim. Yeah, no, it's not Tim. No, I hate Tim. <laughs> Tricked you into that one. <laughs> um, so far, Gemma's um, character of the week is... The the man who's going to die. What's his name? John. John Deadman. John... <laughs> There's Peels? I don't know. Uh, I've John re- Peel? No, Michael. No, is that someone else? Yes. Is that an actual a, person? It's a dead person who was a DJ. What was his name? John. Doesn't very matter. Famous, really doesn't matter. Very famous and beloved he was. Such as um, Re- Rebecca gives DD character that no Tommy then DD four times that Ed had to have a toss up between DD and the GGs out of five. Quite like that one. What did I say he was? Did I say he's a DJ? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just checking. Good. Nancy Gemma. What does she have to say about this week's Coronation Street? Nancy. Last week. The week before last. Oh, here we go. Talking about in America. When Mm. we have builders come to work in our homes, we ask them to join us for lunch or dinner if they're working at night. Well, we're a lot more generous than we are. But we had somebody tweet us, I think, telling us that (gasps) over in America we don't even give them biscuits. Don't give... Yeah, but in America they don't know what biscuits are. No, they don't give them anything. They just say, get all your work. Cookies. We mean cookies. (laughs) Um, Well, when when our builders came round, they were making themselves fried breakfast in the driveway. They brought a bloody (laughs) portable stove. They didn't (laughs) offer me any. Right. What um, are we going to give our plumber when he comes round to fix our sink? I kick up the bum because this is the fourth <laughs> time. The fourth time someone's come out for the same job. And every time they come, they go, I can't see where the water's coming from. It's We're not going to name and shame it's our dripping. particular company that we pay one, a subscription you to You didn't help year. either because you were telling them it's the wrong pipe. Oh, well, but equally, I would expect a plumber to be able to look and go, the water's coming out of the different pipe than the one he said. <laughs> My goodness me. I'm right. sorry, but I'm furious. We've paid money Hopefully every single time. time. The if they come and they it. say that they can't fix it, again, I'm going to cause so much havoc. Gonna... I'm sick and tired of this. Back to Nancy's email. Nancy says, Tommy O was great with Tracy because it gives us scenes in the Rovers. Is he going to flirt with Sally when he decorates Tim and Sally's house? I would I would kind of like that to happen. It looks like it's not going that route, but it would be kind of funny and seeing Tracy jealous of well, Sally. It's, it's, do you think, how do you think that Sally would respond? Sally wouldn't, uh, would she even notice? I don't know. I think she'd just be like, oh, he's just being gentlemanly. I don't know. I think she might do. I, I don't know. We can never know. She, she, I think she loves Tim too much. Oh yeah, but I think she'd be very flattered. I think she'd be very flattered. She does, I mean, we, 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 she, she like, I think she'd like the idea of him being famous and could yeah, be a... Yeah, like I could have been a footballer's wife. Then she started yeah. looking up houses in Cheshire going, I could have lived in. Yeah. If I had been Tommy Orpington's wife, Tim, <laughs> I would have a, I would have a bigger hot tub. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I bet you, I bet you Tommy will ask Tim to go in the hot tub with him. <laughs> Um, I couldn't believe how Tracy discouraged Toya from going after Toby. How will Steve and Amy feel? Amy's just going to be disappointed once again mm. in her mum. What a twist that it did not stop the fire. I felt bad for Dee Dee and Ed and Michael. Bethany has overdrafts and it looks like she will write the catfishing story. Then Daniel's going to turn against her when he finds out and didn't like Daniel's comments about teachers. Mm. Nobody did. I'll give this week's episode three cups of tea. Tommy O had while flirting with Tracy out of five and the character of the week is Dee Dee. I love David's comments to Sarah and the Uncle Albert mention was great. 
Thank you, Nancy. Thank, Thank you, everybody you, that wrote everybody. in to Thank us this week. Thank you for waiting. Sorry, Sorry, it's a late episode this week, but blame Corrie. It's not I our hope fault. you enjoyed it, and I hope we, hope we enjoyed talked. Sunday. Yeah, I hope I hope that what we gave some Ooh. excellent, sparkling commentary about Sunday's episode, but considering the time that we'll be recording it, I can't guarantee Well, that. that's a normal time we do it, though. We should be more refreshed than ever, because okay. it's the end of the weekend. Okay, well, you know... We've been having so much fun. We shall see, won't we? Now, next week, it's probably going to be a bit of a longer end-of-week episode because there's going to be four eps to talk about. Not too sure... Oh, eps, you think you're so cool. I know. I'm not not completely sure... what the um, the situation regarding bonus podcast next week is. It's a bit up in the air. Well, with this four... No, there's only going to be one night off and we're supposed to be having Valentine's Day. I know, darling. <sighs> don't worry. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry, it's Don't fine. worry what about your priorities? I... You... you <sighs> your main priority was making sure that we had the correct cover on our podcast for Valentine's Day. We have, we have got a new Valentine's Day cover. Yes, it is AI art that I've used in the background of it. It's don't quite nice. It. I don't, like it this don't endorse it. Um, right, if you would like to send us a email or message us on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, please do. We love hearing all your thoughts about Coronation Street and indeed the podcast. So we're at conversationstreet at gmail.com. We're at conversationstreet on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We've got a Facebook group there. Um, ooh, it's all over. Loads of places. And you can also find us on Patreon. You know the drill about that. I'm not going to say anymore because we're going to go now. Time for tea. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye. The music of this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Bye.